Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppoly. If you were singing along to that, you're really going to like that. Welcome to Archbishop Rumble Football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Reign of Football 106.1 FM is presented by Eddie Corcoran, Allstate Insurance, Bears Pro Boy and Brian Abair, Crescent Power System, and Matt Colasino, Michael Dubuque, Edward Jones Investment, Garrity Sheet Metal, and Lonnie Smith, Dominic Impostato, Peyton Terrio, Edward Jones Investment, Loft 18, and Greg Whitman, Malcolm Dines, LLC, and John Terrio, Revergate, and John Freeman, Vanderbrook and Company, and Will Vanderbrook, and Beverly Disposal, and Ronnie Smith. Now let's head live to the stadium for the call of the game with Romo Athletic Hall of Fame inductee and Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director, Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com. Romo Athletic Hall of Fame inductee and former Raider Athletic Director, Phil Greco. Former Romo coach and LHSCA Director, Eric Held. And Romo graduate, Daryl Ashley of Nash Icon 106.1 FM. From Joe Yenny Stadium in Metairie, it's Archbishop Romo football as this evening, the Raiders host the St. Augustine Purple Knights. And a pleasant good evening to you, and it is pleasant, I might add. Ken Trahan along with the coaches, Phil Greco, and Eric Held, Daryl Ashley along for the ride as well. Rudy Dixon, our producer, and we've got ourselves a really good District 9-5A game here tonight. Throw the records out, and that's not a cliche because it's accurate. These are two good football teams, records notwithstanding. The Raiders come into tonight's game, and, well, Rummel has, has been an up-and-down team, but it's a team that has done some really good things and has some really good wins this year to get to 3-3 three and three overall and 1-1 one and one in Catholic League play. St. Augustine is 2-4, and 0-3. Oh in District 95A. Phil, great to have you with us. And as I mentioned, these records, they don't mean anything. These are good football teams. Oh, Kenny, you cannot, uh, you cannot count on records when you play games like this. I've watched many a St. Aug and, and Rumble football game, and it's always been very physical, and uh, they get after each other pretty good. So you can throw the records out. It should be a great contest tonight. Great to have my friend and coach Eric Held with us this evening as well. Eric, a pleasure, and you remember your days at Rommel fondly, and obviously you've seen a lot of these games, including last year when St. Augustine handled Rommel and broke a five-game win streak for Rommel in the series, and this St. Augustine team is big and fast and talented. Great to be on the call with you and my former college coach, Coach Greco, and seems like old times being back here on a Saturday at Joe Yenny Stadium, Archbishop Rommel, and, of course, playing St. Augustine. And as you mentioned, two teams throw out their records, What's going to be interesting tonight is what version of these two teams do we get? For the Purple Knights, do we get the version of their first two games of the season when they put up video game-like numbers, or do we get one of the games the last four weeks that they played where they've encountered all kind of problems, a lot of uh, self-induced issues, of course, and then what version of the Rumble Raiders do you get? Do you get the game from week two against... University Lab when they 
defeated the Cubs or last week when they defeated Curtis in overtime, or do you get the game where they lost to Holy Cross, gave up 49, or the week one game against Wachita? Of course, a lot of those have been issues dealing with injuries, and Coach Monica and his staff have had tried to figure out how do I replace eight or nine stars that they lost and come up with a lineup? Well, it's also homecoming for Archbishop Brumlin. Had to return to Severn last night, the Athletic Hall of Fame induction on Thursday night, and of course the homecoming game here tonight. A very special Hall of Fame class. It means a lot to all of us associated with Archbishop Brumlin. And the gentleman that created this Hall of Fame is sitting right next to me, Phil Greco. Started it in 1997, now 104 inductees. Phil is one of those. I was blessed to be one of those back in the day. Thanks to Phil. And tonight we see four new inductees uh, that are just special. Adam Klein, one of the most accomplished swimmers ever, a national champion at Auburn, and a USA Olympic swimmer, and of course a multiple state champion at Archbishop Rummel, class of 2007. Baseball player Ron Gernard, class of 1997, state championship player for Frank Cazzo in 1997 when he was an all-state player. Fantastic kid, and his legacy is secure. His son Aiden is a starter for Rummel in baseball now. Billy Schaefer, who is my compatriot, we grew up together, St. Louis King of France and Archbishop Rummel, class of 1976, tremendous basketball player for Jim Robards, who loved him, and Jim didn't live long enough to see it, but Jim was pushing for him for so many years now, and his wife Marianne made sure she was there for the induction ceremony the other night. Billy, a marvelous player, and of course, last but not least, Phil, Jay Roth. You hired him as the head coach at Rummel. You were at East St. John coaching when he played at Rummel. You almost got to play him then, but we call him Mr. Rummel. That's appropriate, isn't it? That's very appropriate. I tell you what, he's, you know, he was a tremendous quarterback, went on to Nickel State and, you know, and played over there. And then, of course, he got into coaching and bounced around like we all do as young coaches, trying to find that perfect spot. And he, uh, you know, he was the offensive coordinator at Jesuit. And when the job came open at Rummel, you know, of course, he was one of the ones that was high up on the list to, to interview, and uh, and I wanted somebody, Kenny, that would I knew would stay. I did not want somebody that would come in a couple of years and try to move on. I wanted somebody that would stay, and he had all the ingredients, all the pedigree, and he was really, you know, a great hire. It was really a no-brainer, but he took that job and made it unbelievably successful, and. He worked hard. He hired good coaches like Eric over here and others. When they left, he replaced them with good coaches. And it was really a fun time during my tenure there to, to watch the football program succeed like it did. Eric, before we get to break, you worked for Jay. And I've said this forever. He's probably the lowest key guy and the most I don't want the attention guy I've ever met. It's always about the players. He always gives credit to the opposition when he loses, and he just does his business the right way. He is as consistent, as steady as I've ever met in the business. Class personified, never says a negative word about another coach or opposing staff. Servant leader is a great way to describe Jay. He was always the last guy to leave, always picking up the trash. He was the equipment guy. He was in charge of pictures. He was the first one to help cross uh, the kids across Severn, last guy to leave, lock up, cut the grass. And during two-a-days, he was the guy that would drag the field so he could drag to knock all the water off so that the players wouldn't have 
wet feet and wet socks, and it was always the little things, and you admired that about him. Well, go ahead, Phil. I know you yeah. want to say something before we you get know, to break Jay, here. Jay and I, you know, we have some similarities, of course. You know, we both won state championships and happened to be against Barb High School. Amazing. Okay. Huh? That was amazing. Yeah. And it was a watershed event on my end when I won it because that was the last time for a while that the games were played on another campus. They right. all went to the Dome the, the next, next year. year. And in, Jay, in Jay's case, the next when he won it, that was the last true state championship. That's right, in okay. 2012. So That's correct. It was uh, some interesting thing. And we both have another thing in common y'all might not know. We yeah. both ended up coaching in high school future NFL Rookie of the Years. Unbelievable. I coached Lewis, Lewis Lips at East yeah. St. John and, of course, yep. Jamar Chase. Yes. And I don't think it's very many people that can no. say that, that, you know, you ended up That's a remarkable coaching, stat. You know, that it was just – it's rare that it, to do it. And for him and – Myself to have that honor is just incredible. All right, we will take a time out here when we return. We'll set the stage for tonight's game. Plus, we'll check in with Daryl Ashley down on the field as we continue. This is Roman Raiders football on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. You wouldn't want your favorite sports team to play only offense or defense. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can assist you more. That's Allstate Stan. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent Eddie Corcoran, class of 79 at 504-469-6400. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Insurance Company, Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, and Allstate Indemnity Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Bears Pool Boys at Gennaro's at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard is open daily at 11 a.m. Bears Signature Sandwich is the incredibly delicious roast beef pool boy, the best anywhere. The fruity and the gravy cheese fries are great, as are the homemade onion rings. Bears has a great menu of specialty burgers, almost as big as hubcaps. Get a beverage at Gennaro's where you can order late-night food as well. Bears just earned a top three award in the Gambit Best of New Orleans rankings. Visit Bears Pool Boys and Raider Hall of Fame inductee Brian Hebert, class of 1983 at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard. Raider Pride. Crescent Power Systems, located at 129 Polk Street, is a proud sponsor of Rummel Football. Crescent Power System represents top products, including Toshiba, Alstom Grid, Distron, MTC, PowerCon, Lectris, Niagara, and Technibus. At Crescent Power Systems, the objective is to provide innovative, cost-effective, engineered solutions, integrating world-class suppliers with our valued customers in a collaborative partnership. Matt Colosino, Class of 75, and Crescent Power Systems are a proud supporter of the Raiders in their quest for a state championship. Go to CrescentPower.com. Hi, this is Mike Dubuque, financial advisor at Edward Jones and proud supporter of Raider Athletics. The Rumble Raiders know it takes hard work to reach their goal. This applies not only to football, but personal finances as well. If your investment portfolio isn't putting forth the effort, call me at 885-6432 or stop by my Metairie office behind the Clearview Mall to set up a free portfolio review. Go Raiders. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Guarantee Sheet Metal and Roofing at 2649 Delaware Avenue in Kenner is your local full-service roofing company that is Raider family-owned and operated for 53 years. Guarantee specializes in historical roofing, slate, title, and copper, but also completes standing seam, R-panel, and standard asphalt roofing. Guarantee also completes TPO and Duralast flat roofing for all your residential and commercial needs. Visit GuaranteeSheetMetal.com or contact Lonnie Smith, Archbishop Rommel Class of 1987 at 504-466-3749. This is Jefferson Parish Councilman Dominic Impostato. More importantly, Raider Class of 1997. Want to wish the Raider baseball team the best. 
take this state semifinal game down and see y'all in the state finals this weekend. Want to wish the Raiders the best. As always, thank God Almighty, I'm a Raider. Dominic Impostato, class of 1997. Raider pride. Archbishop Rumble thanks Dominic Impostato for his support of Rumble Raider baseball. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Rommel and St. Augustine getting set to do battle right now. We have our prayer going on right now. And then we'll have the national anthem to be played by the Archbishop Rommel marching band. That's coming up as well here as we get set to get started with tonight's game. St. Augustine has already taken the field. The Raiders will do so. After the national anthem, we'll have the coin flip after that. And then, of course, we will have Darrell Ashley giving you an update from the playing field tonight. We told you about the records previously. Dawson Simmons leads the St. Aug offense, 74 of 147. Pass completions for 1,101 yards, 10 touchdowns, 3 picks. He's rushed for 278 yards and 2 touchdowns. Has a couple of college offers, including from Marshall. And, of course, when you look at their receivers, they're just outstanding. Led by Josh Jackson, two-lane commit with 26 catches, 449 yards, and four touchdowns. They will spread the wealth in terms of running the football uh, with several running backs, Keith Hill, Landell Caston, Moses Gray, Terrell Franklin, all figure, and now our national anthem. And the Raiders take the field wearing their all red tonight. The homecoming tradition, red jerseys, red pants, white helmets with the familiar R emblazoned on those helmets. St. Augustine, their road whites, purple numerals, trimmed in yellow gold with purple pants, yellow gold helmets, and the purple numerals as mentioned on their jerseys. Good distinction here, and we'll get a little bit of the history from this series with Darrell Ashley coming up here in just a couple of minutes. St. Augustine defense, while they're really big and strong up front, Jakeem Stewart, the sophomore, big-time recruit, 6'6", 270, and he's all that. And Cornell Harris, 6'2", 285. He's got a bunch of offers from the college ranks as well. Of course, a rumble offense now led by General Buggage. G has taken over. Of course, Evan Berg towards Labrum, and Buggage was superb last week, 14 of 15 passing. And it went over John Curtis, and he's played very well. The junior, 50 of 75, 67%. Completion, 702 yards, five touchdowns, and one interception. 31 rushes, 180 yards. Of course, he has Ruben Ramirez, who's an all-purpose threat guy. 18 catches, 387 yards, and an outstanding running back. 
and Jaden Martin for the Raiders, who has 635 yards, 10 touchdowns rushing. He's caught 13 passes for 180 yards as well. Leading tackler for the Raiders, the senior linebacker, Robert Vaughn Jr. in the secondary. Lennis Finister, very good as well. Captains meeting at the center of the field as we speak. And we'll get the coin toss and then the decision. Good crowd forming. Pleasant night here in Metairie. That's one thing about October, Eric, when it gets to be about mid-October is when the really the football weather starts. One of the exciting <laughs> things is when you pull up to the stadium at night and the lights are on and it's dark and you get there 5.15, 5.30, you pull up in the buses and it's late in the season and, you know, you're playing your best football and the playoffs are on the horizon. Yes. It's an exciting time. It certainly is. Rummel won the toss, apparently is deferred. And that means St. Augustine will get the football first. Rummel will kick off. And the Raiders will defend the north end zone here at Joe Yenny Stadium. The fourth member of our broadcast team patrolling the Raiders' sideline tonight is Rummel graduate Daryl Ashley. Hey, Daryl, good evening to you. Hey, guys, good evening. A little, like, like you know, great, great evening for a uh, Catholic League primetime game. Uh, let's go through the historical... Uh, matchup between St. Aug and Rommel. Rommel's five-game winning streak was snapped last year by St. Aug last year, 42-23. to And let's go back to the late 1970s when, state, when St. Aug won two state championships in 1978-1979. Their only loss was to Rommel, and the quarterback was Jay Ross during that time. And also Rommel, you know, during their three state championships they had in 2013, Rommel had to play St. Aug in the playoffs, and they won 31-28. to and then Rummel won twice in 2019, and but in the playoffs, Rummel beat St. Aug in the quarterfinals, 35-34. Should be a good game. I'll be reporting in. Thank you, guys. Right, Daryl, thank you. Look forward to hearing from you. And again, great historical data. I mean, they they run into each other a lot of times, and some very strange happenings. And oh, by the way, uh, I was at all those games. I either did them all or was at every one of those games. So. Kenny, I tell you what, I think. Looking back, Jay's first year when he was at Rumble trying yep. to build a program, that win over St. Aug was probably a good catalyst to start. The Chris Wallace to kick it off as it teed up on the left hash mark. Twin receivers deep for the Purple Knights. One of those is Raycon Williams. Wallace approaches the football, bangs it deep left. It's going to be returnable from the two. To the 15, to the 20, right side. Ripped down to the ground at about the 23 hard on the return for the Purple Knights with Raquan Williams and that's where St. Augustine will put it in play for the first time in the game starting at its own 22 yard line and the Purple Knight offense led by Dawson Simmons we mentioned they'll have a host of running backs that will play Miguel Whitley, Josh Jackson, Lejean Moore and Monroe Dillon to wideouts Biggie Calise to tight end up front tackles Jules Baptiste, Terrence Cormier, Gavin McCoy the center Christian Strickland and Gavin McCoy are the guards. will set their Rommel defense in a moment. Trip set left, single receiver right on first down. Ball on the right hash mark. Simmons has in the backfield with him Terrell Franklin to get it started. Simmons takes the snap, wants to throw. He throws a quick out. That's caught across the 25 out to the 28-yard line. With the reception for the Purple Knights is Josh Jackson. Jackson gets it to the 28, a gain of six, second and four. Rumble had a three-man front that time, and they brought a linebacker. And I think if you're going to go with a three-man front, you're going to have to bring a backer pretty often. 
Second and four. Run up the middle to the 30, to the 31, maybe about a yard short of a first down is Franklin. Straight up the gut. We'll bring up a third down at about one yard to go. And they go no huddle, and they're going to be very quick throughout the way they play. On third and one, snap it. Run it left to the edge, and it, very close. Very close. Going to depend on the mark. I think he might just have it. Very close on that play, though. Looks like he might be a little short. Well, they've marked it. They have not single first down. It's fourth down. That was on the carry. Keith Hill, and they're going to go for it. Fourth and inches, and now the clock stops. I did not see anyone call timeout. I'm not sure where they stopped the clock here, but they did. So it was no gain for Keith Hill on the play at the 31-yard line officially. I think they give him the first down. There you go. After all that, they said he does make it. So, so one yard in the first down of the 31. Purple Knights operating at the 32-yard line officially. Simmons and shotgun. Run it up the middle. There's a hole across the 35 out to the 37. Very nice blocking there and a pickup of about five yards. And that's Hill once again. You know, when you have four wideouts like that, Eric, you know, it's going to be tough to stop the run because you've got to put more people out there in the, in the flats to cover. Quick snap on second down, running inside right to the 39 and a good tackle there to stop Hill at the 39-yard line. Good job for the Raiders by Frederick Banks. Quickly third down and three yards to go. St. Augustine, to I'm sorry, St. Augustine operating in 10 personnel, one back, no tight end, four wise, as you mentioned, Coach yeah. Greco spreading out the Raider defense, five-man box. Third and three, Simmons going to fake it, going to throw it. It's caught across midfield, 40, 35, first down, Purple Knights. First big play of the game. Nice strike delivered by Simmons to LeJean Moore, first down, Purple Knights. Yeah, Rumble was in a three deep then, and he hit that crease right there and just split the difference between the corner and the, and the safety and was able to make a nice completion. 26 yards. On first down, quick out, that's caught. Flag down, across the 30, down to the 29. Ball came out as he hit the ground. Rumble thinks they have it. Waiting on a signal here. Referees are talking about it. Raiders say they have the ball. And it is Rumble football. Now there is a flag down on the play. So we'll check it. I think it was offensive interference, I think. That's the only thing it could have been. Well, we got to wait and see. Officially, they're still talking about it. Rumble comes up with a fumble. First big play of the game, if it stands. Raiders would have the ball at about their own 29-yard line. Didn't see who recovered it in that, in that big scrum. Try to find out. Let's get the call. Certainly looks like it's on St. Hogg. But we don't have a signal yet. Hands to the face on Rummel. If that's the case, St. Hogg keeps the ball. Yep. Hands to the face is the call on Rummel to gate the turnover. That's a big call. That, that's a huge right there after getting that turnover and now getting a penalty and giving them more yards. They're only 25 now and, and, and driving. That, that was a very, very tough call. First penalty is a big one. 
Also, Raiders, a big turnover there. St. Aug gets a first down to the 25. Quick snap, Simmons back to throw. All day to throw, steps up. Now he's gonna roll left under pressure. He stops, he reverses field. He's looking, he has a man wide open at the 20, at the 15, at the 10, at the five. Touchdown, St. Aug. 25 yards on the touchdown pass to Miguel Whitley and the Purple Knights take a six to nothing lead. A great job by the quarterback of staying active right there. And buying some time and you, know, you can't cover him forever and he makes a nice throw to find the open receiver for the touchdown. Kicking game's been an issue for the Purple Knights. We'll see how that works out here. With the extra point attempt coming from Ferdinand Getridge. Snap it, spot it, kick is up and a kick is good. Time out on the field, 9.04 to play in the first. St. Aug 7, Rumble nothing. This is Rumble Football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and Nash FM 106.1.com. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm Peyton Terrio, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 504-616-1132. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Go Raiders, Raider Pride. Loft 18, the interactive sports bar and grill located on Metairie Road, has just expanded to another location on the North Shore in Mandeville, Louisiana. You can expect the same great food and drinks mixed in with a good old-fashioned hospitality and service. With this big football season kicking off, don't miss out on the big games at Loft 18. With over 50 TVs and the biggest indoor screen projectors in the state, Loft 18 delivers the ultimate sports entertainment experience. Not to mention their state-of-the-art multi-sport simulators. Come to each state of play. Loft 18. For more information, please visit Loft18.com. Purple Knights up 7-0. They go 78 yards in seven plays. Took 2.56 off the clock to get it done. Here's the kickoff. It's short on the run. Fielded at the 24, 25, 30, and across the 30. Out to about the 34-yard line for the Raiders. Goes their outstanding running back, Jaden Martin. Rumble puts in a play first and 10 from its own 34-yard line with 8.59 to play in the first quarter and 7-0 St. Aug. On top, Raider offense led by General Buggage. They'll have Jaden Martin in the backfield. Up front, we'll see uh, who they're going to play because they, they had all kinds of injuries on this team. And we do see Armando Reyes, Jack Scyther, Jaden Dillon, West Dubuque, Peyton McDonald out there. Receivers moving around. Joseph will slot left. Twins to that side. Slot man Ramirez to the right. Now they motion Wallace across the formation against a six-man front for St. Aug. They'll press a line of scrimmage throughout. On first and 10, snap it, give it to Martin. Martin crosses the 35, bangs out to the 39. Jaden has five yards. Well, there's no question, you look at it, you know, with that six-man front, which you don't see very often, but uh, St. Aug's gonna be ready to stop the run against Martin, which, of course, everybody in the stadium knew that. Second down. And five yards to go. Snap it. Counter play right. Martin crosses the 35. He fights hard for a first down. Boy, he runs hard. 
Crosses the 45 to the 46, a gain of seven. First down Raiders, and Eric, he's a really good running back. Really good running back, good gap scheme run there with the counter. Um, 11 personnel, one back, one tight end. Joe Chango does a great job of using different formations and motions and shifts. First and 10, Raiders at their own 46-yard line, trailing 7-0 here in the first quarter. Receiver to either side of the field, single setback Martin. Buggage under center, takes the snap. Counter play hit for a big loss. Martin is drilled as soon as he got the handoff, and he is hot for a loss on the play by Jakeem Stewart, the blue chip sophomore defensive tackle. He's got an offer from everybody in the country. That was a great job by St. Aug then forcing the and, uh, you know, you start running those counter plays, you've got to get that backside taken care of before you can get, you know, positive yardage. Loss of three, second and 13, first time they're behind the chains. Raiders at their own 43-yard line. McBuggage giving instructions. Plenty of time on the play clock. Takes the snap. Going to run inside Martin, crossing the 45 out to about the 49. Make it the 50. He gains seven to make it third and six. So it's manageable now, Eric. Manageable third down here. And Coach Chango's leaving the same guys out there with the personnel, defensive staff for St. Augustine reacting that, making their calls, really giving them a tough time to combat what formations they're going to face. So it's third down and six at midfield. Shotgun formation, Buggage the snap, wants to throw, he does it to the outside, that's caught. Sugar tackle, Ruben Ramirez in the 40, 35-30, 25-20, 15-10, inside the five, Speedy is to the end zone and he's going to be down, I think, at the one. I did not see single, now it is, a touchdown, a touchdown. he gave it to him. Touchdown, Ruben Ramirez. They call him Speedy, and you saw and why. you saw why. You tell you what, he, after he made that first guy miss, there was no stopping him. He hit the sideline and, and just outran the whole St. Aug team. Excellent, excellent effort. Rummel is staying on the field here. They're going to say he did not score. Okay, he did not score. So they marked this at the five. five. Yeah. So you saw him on the official signal touchdown, didn't you? Yes, I yep. certainly did. And they did not give it to him. It's first and goal at the five. Interesting disagreement among the officials. <laughs> Apologize for that, but we got the single very clearly. First and goal at the five tight formation. Run it to the right, and that'll be an easy touchdown. And guess who? Speedy, Ruben Ramirez. Well, they gave him the ball. He deserved that score, and he got it, and it's 7-6. Eric, that's impressive. Impressive. They're going to line Ramirez up at many different spots, carry the football, or line up at his H-back be effective in the passing game, also on split flow zone coming across the block, also lining up at receiver. Definitely their most effective play on offense for the Raiders. Well, here's Chris Wallace. He had a rough week last week, but he's a good kicker. Let's just see if he rediscovers it. Good snap, good spot, high kick, hit it well, and hit it right through there. 6-18 to play in the first. Game on. We're tied at seven. Quite a start, Phil. Hey, great start. I tell you what, Rumble needed to answer. St. Aug scored that touchdown. And it went right down the field and did so. Of course, the big play with Ramirez helped a great deal, but it was tremendous effort by that kid. And just a little counter play they ran for him to carry the ball and make a five-yard run into the end zone. 
the long gainer, hit him in the flat, made that first man miss, and then after that, outran a number of defenders and just got leveraged into the boundary at the four. What a player. 6-18 to play in the first, tied at seven. This is an area where the Raiders have to have an advantage with kicking and punting the football. If they trade scores, trade punts, Raiders have the advantage because they're going to typically punt the ball an extra first down further than St. Augustine will. They'll also kick the ball off deeper, and they do. Both teams have really good coverage units, but kicking that ball off deeper really gives you a field position advantage. Wallace to kick it off. Reached the two-yard line on his first one. Puts his right foot into it, hits the heck out of this one. That one's going to carry deep into the end zone, six yards deep. And St. Aug will start at its 20. There's the weapon you're talking about, Eric. I tell you what, that's a huge weapon. When you can punt, kick the ball in the end zone, no return, make them go 80 yards, that is really huge. St. Aug went right down the field on its first possession, looked really good doing it, starting at its own 20 with possession number two, tied at seven, 6.18 to play in the first. And the kicker reminds me of someone from two decades ago, Brad Ostricker, punted, kicked, and started at receiver, <laughs> yeah. just like Chris. That's a pretty good comparison. I think Brad is coaching at uh, Franklin, Franklin High School, yes. First and 10 from the 20. Simmons and shotgun. Hill is in the backfield with him. Hill gets the call running right. Hill breaks the line of scrimmage. Hill fights his way across the 25 and stopped there. For a gain of five, where he's brought down for the Raiders by Gavin Cooper. Second and five. Hill remains the running back. Trip set left, single receiver right. Simmons, the snap, wants to throw. He has a lot of time, pump fakes. He's still got time. He's going to air it out deep. Receiver and the defensive back collide, incomplete. Looked like he just tripped and the throw carried too deep, and it was incomplete. I think it was a good no call. Uh, intended for Josh Jackson. Yeah, I think it was a good no call by the official because they sort of jumped, you know, tripped, got their feet tangled together and tripped. So. First incompletion for Simmons. But there is a flag back by the line of scrimmage, and it's on St. Aug. Now, if it's pre-snap, you take it. But if, if it wasn't pre-snap, would you decline it to make it third and five? Apparently, they could not decline it. So it's a penalty of five yards, and it's second and 10. Rommel trying to substitute against the no huddle. And now did Nick Monica call timeout? Nick Monica's complaining about you got to allow for substitution. He is talking to the official, and he's not happy. And Rommel probably had to burn a timeout there. All right, Eric, talk about that, because you have to be allowed to substitute, right? Correct, and that's what he's asking the white hat getting clarity there on that play. Obviously, you don't want to burn a timeout with 5.45 left in the first. Haven't seen a timeout come off the board, but I can only assume that it's a timeout rumble here, and Nick is still complaining vociferously to the White Hat, and you know the White Hat pretty well. So they have that conversation. And again, St. Hog goes no huddle all the time. So you, you know, number one, you got to be ready, but if, if they sub, you've got to be allowed to sub. 
And that's basically what we're discussing here. By the way, LSU leads Auburn 20-7. Second quarter, Logan Diggs has rushed for 65 yards in the first half. Jaden Daniels has thrown a touchdown pass. What else is new? Long discussion here. I mean, very long. And now the officials are talking about it. And we're... I think what, if I'm get, if I got that signal right, it looked like he said decline. Decline the penalty, maybe. That's what I saw, and that's the right move because it would be third and, third and five. Just what I said. What you if it was pre-snap, you know, you have to take it. If not, I wouldn't take it, and they don't. So it goes as an incomplete pass, and now it's third and five. You don't want to give these guys extra downs, no, especially with the way they're looking early. Third and five is a good football team. And a different quarterback in for St. Aug. That's Vashon Kulon in the game. Kulon, the quarterback. Well, he's back there with Simmons there together. Simmons goes in motion. He's going to throw it to Simmons, who caught it in the flat, to the sideline, gets a first down across the 30 to the 34. So they put Simmons in the backfield. He leaks out and catches a nine-yard pass for a first down. Yeah, that's a pretty interesting play right there. You would think that that might have been a, a trick play with the quarterback going in motion and then catching the ball and maybe throwing deep, but it was just all designed to get the first down. A gain of nine and a first down. Simmons on the catch. Run it right, tripped in the backfield, shook one tackle. Can't shake the second. That's Simmons, and he's dragged down for no gain. Good job for the Raiders by Philip Lees. He's got a flag on the play. There is a flag. We'll check that. Lees made a good play to get him on the ground. Now we check another flag. Team with one penalty thus far. And that'll be a hold on St. Aug. Yeah. So that's one you take for sure. Definitely. You, you very seldom turn down 15-yard penalties. Well, 10, 10 yards yard in this penalty. case. 10 yards in this case. Right. And, of course, this year, Ken, the bane of your existence forever <laughs> were those spot files, yeah, NFHS, baby. and finally Gone. enough state associations <laughs> complained Yep, and they made the switch. I'd like to think they were listening to me, but I I think they were doubt that. So. You, you talked about that every year, so well, I just thought I'll it was ridiculous. You, I'll give you I mean, credit. You destroy possessions that way, and I mean, you talk about 18, 26-yard penalties. I saw it all. It's first and 20 here. Purple Knights at their own 24. 5-11 to play in the first quarter, tied at seven. Three receivers right, two left, empty backfield. Motion Simmons, fake it to him. Deep throw down the middle, in the traffic, and it is intercepted. Intercepted by the Raiders. What a job by Rummel to come up with the interception. Looked like 25, Norman Taylor. Correct, Eric? Taylor, who of course is the running back for Rummel, who won the game last week, breaking up the pass in the end zone against John Curtis, gets the interception here. Well, that was great coverage by Rummel. They had that guy, you know, double covered, and Taylor ends up, you know, breaking in front and making that nice interception. Two snaps in a row, St. Augustine was in empty the first time to get numbers so in the box so that they could run, and that time play action off the jet sweep fake. First turnover of the game, Rummel starts at its 42 at 4.59 to play. In the first quarter, tied at seven. Second possession for the Raiders. Ron Martin inside. 
Lowers his head, crosses the 45 with a low shoulder pad level and gets four to the 46. Offensive line for Rummel, you know, they're out, outweighed. And I tell you what, that's though, an they understatement. Are, they are coming <laughs> off the ball and they are getting some movement. Well, they did it last week against John Curtis. Second and six at the 46. Single setback, Martin. Single receiver left, slot man right. Buggage under center, snap, fake it, wants to throw. Under pressure in the flat, caught at the 45, Ramirez at the 50. And a bad block. Well, that's going to cost the Raiders. Easy call. Easy first down for Ramirez, but a, a, a block to the side, a blind side. You just can't do it. And that is a killer for Rommel. Yes, he didn't need the block either. Ramirez had the edge. Gonna, I think he was going to outrun him for sure. Oh, easy. So, would be a first down for Rommel, but it's going to come back from the spot of the foul, which is the 48 of St. Aug. you got to be really disciplined, though, when you're peeling back like that and, and not to, to hit the guy because it's just it's right there for you and, and you know, you want to try to make that block to free you back up, but you have, they have to see you coming now. Well, it should be a six-yard gain and a ten-yard penalty, so that would make it basically second and ten if that's the way it works out, but I'm still waiting to see what they're doing here. Finally, Going to mark it off. Should be right at the original line of scrimmage if they get it right. Close to it. Yep. Good call. They set that up on the previous drive with the counter action, and it was actually a boot screen to Ramirez. They're using all kind of different ways to, to get the ball to number one. It's a real good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the actions. you got to get the ball in the hands of your best players. So it's second and 10, second penalty on the Raiders for 20 yards. Second and 10, Rommel at its own 42, under four minutes to play in the first quarter, and we're tied at seven. Twin receivers to the left, a single to the right. Buggins the snap, he's rolling left. Buggins looking, throwing out in the flat. That's caught. Evading one, evading two, across the field, first down. And lost the ball, did Ramirez, but it's recovered by Rommel. Trying to make a big play. He got stripped, but they get to the St. Aug 46, and that's a first down. Yeah, he's like a water bug out there. You've got to get him the ball in space as much as you possibly can because he can really make things happen. Gain of 12 and a first down. Someone on staff has a chart how many times he's touching the ball, that's for sure. His third catch, 63 yards. Not a bad start. Raiders in St. Aug territory overcame the penalty on first and 10. At the St. Aug 46-yard line. Buggage, shotgun. She takes the snap, gives it off inside. Short yardage here. Martin fights for a couple. To the 44, has two to make it second and eight. Jaden now with six carries, 23 yards for the Raiders. And everything inside, Eric, and that's what you have to do. Typically not laterally against St. Aug. No, you can't be a lateral team against a team that can run like that for sure. And you have to have that J. Roth patience when you run the football, even against St. Augustine, whose best unit is their four-man defensive front. Second and eight at the Purple Knight, 44 for the Raiders. Buggage, barking signals, rolling right, stepping up, looking he's going to run. He's going to get hit from behind and down by Stewart at the 42. Boy, that is a good-looking player, isn't he? He can, I can, you what, he can, unbelievable. He can really run. Man him down from the backside. Yeah. 
And that's a 6'6", 275-pound player. Gain of two, it's third and six at the St. Aug 42. Couple of rollouts on this series. One left, one right. Ball now on the right hash mark. We reach the two-minute mark of the first quarter, tied at seven. Raiders taking time here. Buggage in shotgun. Takes a low snap, retreats to throw. He does, it's caught. Tight end, first down to the St. Aug. 35-yard line, a gain of seven to the tight end, Jake Ryan Burmaster, first down Raiders. I'll tell you what, that was a very nice route he ran. He split, got between those linebackers, and i tell you, the quarterback put it right there. It's a little option route, and it was a perfectly thrown ball, perfectly executed play. General Buggage looking good again. Burmaster's first catch. From the 34-yard line, Martin, the running back, twin receivers right. Snap it, fake it, wants to throw heavy pressure, gets it off, caught by Ramirez in the backfield, crosses oh, the 30, face, face mask. mask, he gets to the 29, that's a gain of five, but you're gonna get more out of this. I tell you, nice job by the quarterback evading that, that free rusher right there, and uh, did a good job of getting the ball over his head into Ramirez. Excellent job by the quarterback. Mark Great. this one off, 15 more. They're gonna put the ball down at the 14 yard line. Ramirez lined up as H back there, did a great job selling the block and then releasing to the flat. Boundary screen is a tremendous play. Another first down for the Raiders, third penalty on the Purple Knights and 30 yards. Rummel in the red zone of the St. Aug 14, trying to take their first lead of the game. Buggage under center. Buggage with a counterplay right. Martin has a hole. He's at the 10. Broken tackle five. Martin scores. Touchdown, Rummel Raiders. Jaden Martin on the counterplay right. Great blocking. First tackler seldom gets him on the ground. Did not. He scores. Raiders take a 13-7 lead. Great job by the offensive line on that play, like creating a hole. He doesn't need much of a hole, but once he gets past that first level, he's very difficult to stop. Martin scores from 14 yards out. And here's Wallace for the extra point attempt. Out of the hole of Ian Smith. Kick is up, and the kick is true. 44 seconds to play in the first. The Raiders 14, the Purple Knights 7. Two possessions, two touchdowns for Rummel, Eric. St. Augustine's boxes on defense is probably their strength, and Raider staff doing a great job scheming them up with running the football with counters, and then also finding ways to get the ball to Ramirez. They've used screens, and then that series, they sprinted out twice. I believe they sprinted out once on the first series, so making it a perimeter game, also using their screen, but finding ways to get the gap scheme and the run game to move the ball against the Purple Knights. Two series, two scores. Gotta I like what you see, Phil. I like I like the way they're using Ramirez, putting him in different spots where they can't really key on him in one particular spot, like a split in or something, but he's, he's played a lot of different positions and they're moving him around a lot, which makes it difficult to really find him and the covering. Number of touches, number of different ways to get the ball. 
Coach Fertitta at Catholic used to have me chart the number of times Clyde Edwards Elair would get the ball in one time in that first half. How many times held? Four. Well, how come he's only touched the ball four times? I don't know, Gabe, you're the <laughs> offensive coordinator. You're calling the plays, buddy. Yeah, fire your offensive coordinator, won't you? <laughs> Good idea to get Clyde the ball. Yeah. Just saying. Raiders knew that pretty well. All too well. Wallace kickoff. It's good. It is heading to the end zone. A touchback. Three yards deep. So two or three kickoffs have gone for touchbacks. Forcing St. Aug to start at the 20-yard line with 44 seconds to play in the first quarter. And a 14-7 lead for the Raiders. Average well, starting field position. Three possessions for St. Augustine. They've started the 22, the 20, and the 20. So... That's no math major, but a no. little bit under the 21-yard line. Exactly. And to go 80 yards, I don't care. It's, it's tough. Okay, it's tough. It's a tough uh, chore. I think it's 16%. One out yeah. of every six yeah. drives yeah. to score a touchdown. From the 20-yard line, first and 10. Raiders show a four-man look here. They got an eye formation. We haven't seen that before. Snapping going to run the deep back. He dropped the football, and the Raiders have it. Franklin fumbles, and Robert Vaughn Jr. recovers at the St. Aug 20. Yeah, they, you know, they go into I. I don't know how many times they've run I formation this year, but, of course, this was the first time tonight we saw it. And that might have had something to do with it, too, about the fumble because it's, it's a different handoff. It's a different look. There's two turnovers for St. Aug already. Great. And we knew that would be key. Yeah. Great point there, Coach, with how many times have they repped that. Yeah. Looked like shades of in the 80s with Leroy Horde and in the 90s <laughs> with the four horsemen that they had. Yeah. 39 seconds to play in the first. Rummel gets it at the St. Augustine 20, leading 14-7. Buggage will be in shotgun with Martin next to him. Power formation here, single receiver. Pitch play, Martin trying to get the corner. Cuts back nicely. 15, broke a tackle. Look at him run through tackles inside the 10. He's down to the nine. I mean, you the had, first guy never gets it. You had two defenders in, that were in perfect position to make a play. And a late flag Man. comes down now. After the play, don't know what that's about. 12-yard gain. I think that was a shoe. Oh, okay. <laughs> Looked like a flag. I saw it go flying. Well, I hate when a shoe gets lost, but that's good. Not a flag. 12-yard run. First and goal of the eight. Yeah, it was a shoe. Martin had to get his shoe back on. <laughs> Somebody picked it up and threw it is what happened. I think they're just going to let the clock run down. Yeah, they're getting in the first yeah, quarter here. Yeah. So the Raiders will not run another play. So we'll get to the end of the first quarter. Rummel 14, St. Augustine 7. Back in a moment, we'll check in with Daryl Ashley as well. This is Rummel Football on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Hi, I'm John Terrio, Archbishop Rummel High School Class of 1979 and Managing Partner of Malcolm M. Dinas, Certified Public Accountants. Our firm has been serving the Gulf South region for over 60 years. We assist our clients with tax compliance and auditing. We also serve as the CFO for many of our corporate clients. We have a specialized forensic accounting group that consults with attorneys on litigation matters. We are proud supporters of Archbishop Rummel High School and the Lasallian tradition of faith, community, and service. Thank God Almighty I'm a 
generator. Attention healthcare providers and administrators. Are you frustrated with delayed and or lost revenue? Is keeping up with the ever-changing regulation and payer policy keeping you up at night? Are payer denials driving you crazy? If these are problematic areas for you and your organization, contact Revigate today. Revigate is a locally-owned revenue cycle consulting firm specializing in helping you navigate challenges within your revenue cycle. We will positively impact your bottom line and bring you peace of mind. For more information, contact Revigate today by calling 905-209-1407 or visit Revigate.com. Second quarter set to begin. We'll check in with Daryl first opportunity, but we... Are ready to play first and goal from the eight-yard line for Rommel threatening to add to a 14-2-7 lead. Martin in the backfield with Buggage, who's in shotgun. Now the whistle sounds. No flag. I'm not sure why they stopped it here. Pointing at something. Maybe the play clock. Whatever the case may be. They stopped it. And we're waiting for the first play of the second quarter, which will happen now. Again, Buggage and shotgun with Martin next to him. First and goal from the eight. Snap it. Going to give it to Martin. He's hit and drop and lost a yard, and a flag comes down and might be a hold, and that will really hurt the Raiders. So lost a yard, flag in the middle of the pile, which typically means holding. Again, a long discussion. Chop block on Rommel. That's even worse. Don't see that much. So this will be a major penalty against the Raiders. I'm sure St. Aug will take it. Or will they? Yep. So going to march this sucker off. That's going to be 15 yards all the way back to the 23-yard line. That's a major penalty. Changes everything. First and goal with the 23 now. And that's three penalties on the Raiders and big ones, 35 yards. Twin receivers right, single to the left side. You got to be careful here, not trying to get it all back at one time. Yeah, you got three downs to get 23 yards, right? That's one way to look at it. Twins to either side of the field. Ball on a left hash mark. Buggage and shotgun. Barking singles. Takes the snap. Looking, looking. Heavy pressure. Got it off in the flat. Caught. 25. Martin at the 20. Martin fights down about the 18. Market at the 19. Picks up four on the play. Heavy pressure there, Eric. Good job releasing the back to the flat there. Ran everyone off. They were covered. Staying over the top of them in the secondary. And that's a check down. Good job by Buggage checking it down. You know, you watch Martin run, uh, Eric, and he reminds me of most good backs about how they can split those defenders. Their shoulders are square. They've got a low center of gravity, and they can split the defenders. And He does that extremely well. Second and goal at the 19. Three receivers right, Taylor left. Buggage wants to throw back Strange. to the other side. Caught, shook one tackle, fighting to the 15, down to the 14. Able to shake one tackle and getting a few yards on the play for Rummel was Jacoby Vidal, it appeared. It was Vidal. Look, a field goal here is not bad. It's a two-score game if you get a field goal out of, out of this. A gain of five, third and goal at the 14. Break the huddle. 
Twin receivers right. Single left. Martin, the running back. Play clock down to five. We're almost got to hurry here. Buggins the snap. He's going to roll to the right. He's looking. He's throwing to the end zone in the corner, and it's intercepted. Hung it up, and he threw it away and threw it right into the hands of the defender. Well, that ball was hung up too long, and it was thrown too much to the field, and a terrific interception made by Kristen Pritchett. That's a game changer. Exactly. He, you know, he just led him back to the inside instead of the outside like it's, those throws have to be. And, uh, you know, it takes away a chance of the field goal, too, so there goes your chance to get a two-score game out of it. That was a huge turnover. The first for Romo St. Augs had two, and the Purple Knights get a big stop, and they'll start at their own 20. I know we're going to get to Darrell, but again, St. Augs no huddle, so they're going to be very quick here from the 20-yard line. With 10-16 to play in the half. Eye formation. Run the eye back, and not much. A yard and then push back. Good job by the interior defense of the Raiders. Banks was there to lead the charge. The carry by Hill. And Hill gets one at second and nine. Looked like old school power there with the fullback kick in the end. Yeah. Second and nine. Hill five carries 14 yards. Three receivers left, single right. Simmons, the quarterback now, takes the snap, fakes it, wants to throw it. He does inside. He complete. Big hit delivered, too. That's really well done. Good coverage, good timing on the hit. Receiver slow to get up. And a really good job for the Raiders there by Harris. Yeah. You know, he had a clean hit, and I'm glad to see him go where he did and not go high. And, uh, that was really a good, good play defensively. Receiver limped off, shaken up, took a big hit there. Did Monroe Dillon. It's third and nine at the 21. Three receivers left, single right. Hill the running back. Simmons the snap. Simmons retreats. Heavy rush. Guns it deep down the middle into double coverage. Tipped. Almost intercepted. Norman Taylor almost got another one. Boy, he's he's some valuable player. Excellent running back, Eric. Forced into playing defense because of four injuries in the secondary, and how good has he been? Been phenomenal, especially in the secondary with uh, pass defense. Great just, job on two deep balls. Just well played, Mr. Everything. Martin will drop deep to receive the punt. Punt formation for the Purple Knights. Miguel Whitley. Martin stands in St. Aug territory. Doesn't expect it to go deep. Snap is good. Kick is away. It's a good punt. Deep and toward the sideline. Bounces at the 40 and goes sideways and out of bounds at about the 41-yard line. Raiders will have good field position. They're on 41-9-20 to play in the half. And it's 14-7. All right, Darrell Ashley's been waiting down on the Rumble sideline. Darrell, what do you have? Hey, guys, you have to like what Rumble's doing on, on offense. You know, you know, using the strength, using the running game. You know, getting their play, nothing fancy. You're using, you're using the short passing game. You know, not trying to do anything fancy, and it's great. But you see the Rumble sideline. You know, you see the Rumble sideline energized, fired up. Though they're into the team, and it's really feeding on. And you know, the players are feeding off of it. Back to you guys. All right. So the turnover doesn't result in anything. Rumble gets it back with good field position. 9:20 to play in the half, leading 14-7. Raiders start at their own 41. With twin receivers right, single left to the wide side. That's Joseph. Low snap, picked up, 
Handoff to Martin. He bounces it left, crosses the 45, and gets to the 46 for a gain of five. Well, that was not a good snap. Good job by Bugginsfield to pick it up. Very good job by him. I'll tell you what, I'm really, really impressed watching Martin run. He, he's just he's phenomenal. He is so tough. And I tell you what, he does back down. He hits that hole quick. Well, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better back in this league. He's that good. Second and five of the 46. Raiders with twins left and a single receiver, or rather single receiver left, twins right. Buggage and shotgun. Low snap again, hands to Martin, finds a hole across midfield. 45-40, first down Raiders. Martin straight up the middle, bursts through a hole, and exposes it for 14 yards, first down Rumble. Good job by the offensive line again, Eric. Creating a hole, giving him a little seam. He didn't need much, but uh, you create a little bit of a seam, and he's going he's gonna to hit it, and he's going to get positive yards. Right up the A-gap and downhill. First and 10 Raiders at the St. Aug 39. They tend to play in the first half. 14-7, Rummel on top. They go with twins left. Slot man left as well. Tight end tucked in right side. Wide side, left side of the field. Snap it, counter play right with Martin. Martin is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage. We're looking at him fight forward for a couple yards anyway. That's him. I mean, you've got nothing, and he gets two out of it, second and eight. He's, he's pretty amazing. He's so strong in the legs that he can get make some yards out of basically nothing what he did right there. Second and eight at the 37, and we get a stoppage in time here with a player down for the Raiders. Last thing you want to see, this team has lost nine starters at one point or another, either before the season or during the season. Uh, it's, well, I mean, it's, I've never it's heard, stunning. I've never it's heard just that. absolutely I've stunning. I've never heard of it. I've heard of maybe having you know, nine injuries, but not all of them starters. But nine starters and still playing like they're playing? That's and a real credit to Nick and the staff. I'm not sure who this is. We're waiting to find out, but you know, you've got concerns no matter what because you already got a chopped up offensive line to start with. And we're gonna get up. It is alignment and he's up, and that's great. And he's trotting off. Good news. That's Jack Scyther. Boy, is he tough. His kid's been playing on it. He missed a couple games with a badly sprained ankle. He came back early to play. He's just tough as nails. You like those kind of kids. I tell you what, this what makes high school football fun. But now he's out of there, so. Where's she got? Jamar Jones, the heart and soul of this team, was hurt before the season started. Trying to give it a go here. P.J. McDonald playing left tackle. Trimmed down a bit this year. Good athlete. Second and eight at the 37. Buggage and shotgun, takes the snap, fakes it, throws it down the middle, Ramirez caught it. He crosses the 30, takes the hit, and gets the first down to the 28. You know, I don't you, care how big he is, he is so tough. He is tough. I tell you what, and to make that catch like that, knowing you're going to get hit by that free safety, I mean, that's a lot of courage right there. Nine yards and a first down. The only incompletion for Buggage was the interception thus far. And Ramirez continues to roll his fifth catch for 86 yards. Luggage is already thrown for 102 yards. On first down.
from the 28. Rolling left, away from pressure. Buggage could run. He looks for block. He gets one from Ramirez. Crosses the 25. Crosses the 20. Still fighting through the 15. Finally driven out of bounds. What a hard run by Buggage. He gets a first down, and what a block by Ramirez. And right away, coach goes and pats Ramirez on the helmet. Don't you love that? Yeah, just love it. I tell you what, very unselfish. You know, you, you're a receiver. You've got to be a good blocker, too, because they go block for you, so you need to block when they're trying to do something. General Buggage for 13 and a first down to the St. Aug 15-yard line. Back down where they were previously. Can they finish here? Another area. Ramirez brings value to the offense, being great when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Exactly. Buggage in shotgun, takes a snap, gives to Martin, shook one tackle, shook another. He's at the 10. Look at this kid make people miss. He's down about the seven. He's really good. <laughs> I tell you what, that, that move he put on Eric right there at the line of scrimmage, that little juke step, that was incredible. Yeah, I mean, they had the defense, Derek. Yeah. They were in position to stop him for nothing. He sidesteps one, makes a jump cut, and gets eight. Makes offensive coordinator look like a genius. <laughs> makes him more feel more comfortable, too, because exactly. twice on this drive, it, he, it was a, instead of a second and 11, it's a second and eight. And then they complete the pass for nine to Ramirez on the seam ball. And then right there, makes a guy miss for would have been a gain of one or two, and then jump cuts, makes two more in the secondary miss, gain of eight. Down to the seven-yard line. I give you a favorable second and two down. 6-12 to play in the half, and a timeout was taken there. The scoreboard's not registering any timeouts thus far in this game, but somebody just stopped the clock. I have to imagine it was St. Aug, but I don't know that. All we can do is look for a signal on the field, which we didn't see and then check the scoreboard, and nothing's changed on the scoreboard. Of course, that's better than Pan Am, where the scoreboard hasn't been working for the last couple of weeks, but that's another story, too. And Tad Gormley, for that matter. Scoreboard. Second and two at the seven. Single receiver split right. That's Joseph. Single setback, Martin. Buggage and shotgun. Takes the snap, pitch play right, cuts in, cuts out, five, he'll score! Jaden Martin, you talk about great vision. That's what that is right there, guys. He has got some of the quickest feet that I have witnessed in high school. And he can just juke and move, and he's so, so quick, they can't get a beat on him. Seven-yard touchdown run is second of the game. 20-7 Raiders, Chris Wallace for the extra point. Good snap, good spot. Kick is up, kick is good. Time out on the field, 6.06 to play in the half. Rumble 21, St. Aug 7, back in a moment with Rumble Raiders football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Vanderbrook and Company, CPAs are proud sponsors of the Rumble football team. William Vanderbrook, a 1979 graduate of Archbishop Rumble High School, is an owner of the Metairie-based accounting firm. He started in 1989, servicing Southeast Louisiana in matters of taxation, accounting, and consulting for over 30 years. Their office is located at 3337 North Holland Street, Suite 301 in Metairie, and can be contacted at 504-455-0762. Good luck to Coach Nick Monica and the Rainer football team. 
Raider Pride. Beverly Disposal at 1215 River Road in Bridge City is proud to support Raider football on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Beverly Disposal has over 30 years experience disposing products and hazardous materials and owns up to 300 disposal containers utilized for commercial use for construction, marine and residential use. We provide superb customer service while adhering to safety and compliance using a variety of wash-on and concrete containers up to 40 CY sizes. Serving the New Orleans, Holland, North Shore areas, contact Beverly Disposal at 504-436-2924 or visit beverlygink.com your station for prep sports year-round we are 1061 nash icon wrkn picayune new orleans wallace to kick it off for the raiders puts his foot into it hits it high hits it deep but it's returnable from the six coming back the other way williams at the 10 running left of the 15 he's at the 20 he's at the 25 he'll go down at about the 28 yard line that's where the Purple Knights will start this possession with 5.58 to play in the first half. And the Raiders leading it 21-7. Be super right now if they could get a quick stop and get the ball back and be able to put more points on the board. So hopefully the defense can do that now. From the 28-yard line. Snap it. Option play right. There's the pitch to the 30. 34, fighting to the 35, and then driven back as Hill. But first time we've seen a straight option work pretty well for a gain of about seven. Tell you what, though, you had a whole whole bunch of uh, Raiders over there on that tackle. I'd love to see that type of pursuit to get to the ball. Gain of seven, second and three at the 35. St. August run all kinds of different stuff thus far in this game. Lead option there. Simmons, the snap, hands off to Hill, shook a tackle, tripped up, short of a first down by a yard. Picks up about two. Gavin Cooper, Jr. got him down. Cooper's a freshman. Ken, a lot of times when you're trying different things, as you mentioned, you're reaching into the grab bag and you're starting to try and grasp at straws a little bit. Third and a long one at the 37-yard line. Hill, the running back. Simmons in shotgun with him. Simmons, the snap. He wants to throw for it. He does, and it's broken up. Boy, I mean, that was a dangerous throw, and Robert Vaughn Jr. broke it up, and now a decision for Nick Foster. He might go for this. He had a good break on the ball. I tell you what, a little bit, second, half a second sooner, he'd have been in the end zone. Well, they're going to go for it, guys, and this becomes a huge play. If Rommel can get a stop here, they can take control of this game. Here's a fourth and one St. Augustine, its own 37-yard line. Simmons in shotgun. Spread formation. Takes the snap, wants to throw. Rushed, he gets out of it. He's going to run for it, and he's going to get the first down by about a yard. Simmons gets the first down up to the 40, and they convert. St. Aug needed that, a gain of three. Yeah, Rumble had to rush on and lost contain. Yes. If he had contained on the outside, he'd have never made that first down. But Precisely what happened. Everybody sucked inside with the pressure, and Simmons read it nicely. And it makes a solid run. First and 10, Purple Knights drive alive at their 40. Simmons a snap, wants to throw. Simmons throwing deep down the middle, almost intercepted. Against the zone, he throws into coverage, and Aaron Foster the third was there and got a couple of hands on it, leaping, couldn't pull it in. It was good, good coverage by the Raiders right there. It had to be a perfect throw to fit it in there. Rumble was all over it.
Second and 10 of the 40. 420 to play in the half. Simmons, the snap. Looking, pressure, throws him in a wide open at the 40. 45, sideline, and right to the first down marker. And appears to have it. That's Biggie Caliste. That's Joshua Jackson. Pardon me. That's Jackson. The two-lane commit. The first down in midfield, a gain of 10. Looked like he got a little deeper drop than normal. Linebackers got depth with the deeper drop. Shallow crosser. Oh. On the ground, but Hill picks it up, and he goes down at midfield. No gain on the play. Almost messed one up there, didn't they? Yeah, just a simple draw play, and I don't yeah. think he's put it in his bread basket very good. Mm -hmm. No gain at second and 10 at midfield. 3.34 to play in the half. 21-7, rolling on top. Snap it. Four-man rush. He has a lot of time. He's going deep down the middle. Diving effort incomplete. Tried to fit it in between the two defenders and a little space for Jackson. Would have taken a perfect throw. It was a good route. I'll tell you what, he split the defenders very, very well. And the throw was just a little bit long. Now a third and 10 at midfield with 321 to play in the half. Raiders getting a fresh body in up front. Ready to roll now on third and 10. From midfield, Simmons in shotgun takes the snap. Simmons with a lot of time. He's drawing deep, man covered sideline, and incomplete. Well covered on the play. Pass was intended for Miguel Whitley, and very well done for Rommel by Lennis Finister. It went after Rommel's best there at Finister. You what, you a Division give, One player had him covered. You gotta give St. Aug's offensive line a lot of credit, okay? It looks like that every time that Rumble lines up in the, in the uh, lineman with, with three linemen, they're going to bring a linebacker to make it a four-man rush, and they pick it up. St. Hawk picked it up very well. Punt formation. Whitley to punt it away. Martin is deep for Rumble on fourth and ten at midfield. His last punt was a very good one. No pressure. Punt Rumble safe. plays safe. Punt safe. Wobbly spiral. Martin fair catch at about the 20. Raiders get the ball back, 3.09 to play in the half, and Eric, they'd like to make this the last possession of the half. Sure, not only that, you get score, the ball. make it the last possession, then you get it again. Mm -hmm. Make it, take it, if you are thinking in terms of basketball terminology, which we'll do from time to time. 3.09 left in the half, 21-7 Raiders. Only blemish for Rommel thus far was an interception in the end zone. Otherwise, they've been flawless offensively. Two of the better punts I've seen from a St. Augustine punter in recent memory. A 40-yard punt on the previous drive and then a 30-yard punt in the air there. Bugged shotgun, first and 10 of the 20. Takes the snap, runs it inside. Martin left side, 23, 24, 25. Bangs out five, maybe six. Always falls forward. Always falls forward. I'll tell you what, he hits that hole and he's got such great vision. He if nothing's there, he, instant, he's at the next hole. I mean, Six yards amazing. to the 26, where it's second and four, under three minutes to play in the half. The Raiders want to take their time here. We assume that they've taken a timeout. We don't know that based on the scoreboard. Second down and four at the 26. 
faking the counter. Buggage rolls left. Buggage looking. Buggage might run. Buggage will run. Looking for a block, and he fights forward close to the first down. Looks to be short by yard. And got out of bounds, which stops the clock with 2.30 to play in the half. And now Buggage is slow to rise, but now he's up. His teammates helped him. So a gain of three. And here's a big third and one. Well, we say it all the time. Short yardage, get under center, but they're not doing it here. Buggage kind of holding his right arm. Did you notice that? He's dragging it a little bit. He's hurting right now. Well, he's not running it here. It's going to be Martin, either left or right, <laughs> one way or the other on third and one. Low snap. Now what? Thank Nick. Time, time out. Rumble with 220. He saw Buggage. Yeah. He saw Buggage hurting because you don't want to take a timeout in a dead ball situation. No. But he saw Buggage didn't did not look right. He kept hanging his right arm. I think that's one of those good timeouts instead of letting him go on and hoping that he's okay. You know, give him some time, a couple of minutes to rest up again and check him out. But, Eric, we have seen a few low snaps. We have. That's obviously definitely not the time you need one here. No, it's got to be Chris because they're going to be pressing the line of scrimmage. you got to make a yard. Buggage is back on the field. Still grabbing at that right-handed arm. You see that? Keeps doing it. Third and one of the 29. Raiders don't have their other quarterback. Evan Berg, Torn Labrum's head surgery. Talked to him earlier. Third down and one. Low snap. Martin fights through it anyway. First down. But again, another low snap. Martin again fights to a tackle, gets five first down to the 34. I think, too, he's, he's pretty hard to find behind those linemen, Eric. That helps him out a little bit, too. Definitely using that to his advantage. I'd like to know how many make a misses he's had as oh, well goodness. as yards after contact. Certainly saw that last week, didn't you, against Curtis? He made a whole bunch of players miss then. Fake the counter, rolling right. Buggage has a man open in the flat. Caught Ramirez, speedy. 35-40. 45, looks for the cutback. Hit from behind, tackled to the 48. It's a gain of 14 in the first down. Stops the clock with 151 to play in the half. St. Aug was in an all-out blitz that time and left the flat wide open. And luckily, the quarterback was able to see that when he reversed threw the ball out there. But they were in an all-out blitz, and Rumble had the perfect play call. Ramirez with 100 yards and receiving on six catches already. First down at the 47-yard line, so making 99 yards. They marked him a yard short of 100. Somehow you think he'll get it. Motion across the formation. That's Ramirez, clock running. Buggage wants to throw. Buggage just lobs it up. Jump ball coming, sideline. He caught it. What a catch. Wow. What an adjustment by Speedy. I said he'd get the yard. He got a lot more than that. Ramirez caught it at the 31-yard line, a gain of 22, and we have an injury, and we have an injury, and this is not good. This is not good. It's Buggage. He took a hit when he threw it, and he is down, and Rummel's already down their other quarterback. And if they have to go to another quarterback here, it's going to be Tyler Holden, a freshman. Not good. Stood in there and took the hit, but paid the price. Great and there's also a flag on the play, which I didn't see. 
And that might bring the whole thing back based upon what we're looking at. So it's a double whammy here. Rummel's going to get penalized for holding. So take away the big completion. And your quarterback's hurt. Ten-yard penalty on Rummel, and that's the fourth for 45 yards. Buggage is up. He's going to have to come out of the game. And Rummel now might just run the ball and try to run the clock out here if they can with your quarterback out. Now he's up and walking, and he's slapping hands with teammates. That's good. But he's taking some hits here on this drive. Yeah, I think the smart thing right now for Rummel. Run the ball. Is to just get run the ball and go at the halftime with a two-touchdown lead. What a shame with that unbelievable play by Ramirez to adjust to that football. Great job by Ramirez coming in motion and then ran the rail route, underthrown ball, tough to cover for the defense. He made a great adjustment. Well, now you got to watch the snap and you got to handle it. Some have been low, and it's a freshman quarterback, Tyler Holden, for Rummel, a third-team quarterback. Gives it off to Martin running right. Martin bouncing it outside. Gets five or six to the 41. Going to run the clock, and they won't mind that. Martin gets five to the 42. And guess what? Buggage is back in. Martin's now over 100 yards in the game. Clock stopped at 58 seconds. Play in the half. Now it's running. Rummel, now they 54, and they stop it again. I'm not sure why it stopped unless he got out of bounds. Now it's running. Okay. That went from 54, it went from to, 54 to 35 seconds. Yeah. Rummel's just going to let the clock run out here. They might they have to snap it one more time or just take a penalty here, which, by the way, they might do. Looks like they will. They're not going to run a play here. Call time They'll just out. take a five-yard penalty or take a timeout. Timeout Rummel. 19 seconds left in the half. And look, that's the smart thing to do, Eric. Your quarterback's taking two big hits. You, you're up by 14, and you're going to get the ball first in the second half, and you move the ball very well. Move the ball very well, and you're averaging your average starting field position is minus 43. For St. Augustine, it's the minus 21. So trading punts, kickoffs, you're, getting, you're, you're, start, you're having uh, average starting field position with two first downs to your advantage and you're moving the ball well, you're running the football well, you're finding ways to get it to number one. Got to right. keep Bogic healthy, though. Darrell's going to get Nick Monica here at the half. And we'll wait for that to occur as soon as we see him get Nick. We'll go down to him. As we assume this will be the last play of the half. St. Aug won't stop the clock. 19 seconds left, second and 15 at the Rumble 42-yard line. Had that play counted to Ramirez, they'd be gone for everything right now, but take it away. Take away the 24-yarder. All right, here's Buggage and shotgun. Takes the snap. He actually wants to throw it. He throws it underneath screen. It's caught. Martin at the 45. Martin at the 50. Martin is tackled out of bounds at about the St. Aug. 48 stops the clock with 11 seconds left. Using their aggressiveness against them, aren't they? Yeah, and I tell you what, it's a pretty smart play, too, to run a screen. That's pretty safe. And you get it to the boundary away from defenders and close to the sideline, so you can get the clock to stop. You have another shot here, get it in field goal range. To the 48, 11 seconds left. They need a lot more to get into range. Third and five. Buggage, the snap. Just going to run Martin inside. And he'll run for three yards, and that'll expire. He broke a tackle. Never mind. 
He gets about five or six, and the clock will stop with three seconds left of the 41. Gain of seven in the first down. He just won't go down. Will they run a play? No, they're just going to go to the locker room. So the Raiders will let halftime expire here, and a good half for Rummel. Raiders have a 21-7 lead at halftime. Playing very good football. And we'll wait for Darrell to get Coach Monica here, and we'll go down to him as the Raiders have taken a 21-7 lead. All right, here's Darrell Ashley with Nick Monica. Darrell, take it away. All right, Coach, you have to like what you're doing on offense, you know, you know, using short passes, you know, pounding the ball with the running game. What do you like about your offense so far in the first half? Yeah, the defensive line's uh, pretty solid up front, so we got to get the ball out quick. We can't protect that long. So uh, G's doing a good job of managing the game and, uh, you know, some of the play-action games hurting them. Are you concerned about the hits he's taking in the first half? A little bit. This football, he's going to take hits. Uh, more concerned about Speedy uh, wearing down, uh, you know, playing with a, an ankle that uh, he's got to suck it up a few more quarters. So, just a little bit more concerned about that. What about your defense? Defense getting two takeaways. What are y'all doing to contain their their passing game? Looks like they took some deep shots, and y'all are able to get some turnovers. Yeah, I didn't. I thought we uh, the first drive you know, we couldn't get our feet under us. Uh, we were prepared for the tempo, but we didn't handle it very well. And I thought we we've handled it. Pretty well, Simpson. Okay, thank you, Coach. Thank you. All right, Daryl, thank you. Uh, thanks to Nick Monica for joining us. So at the half, it's Archbishop Rummel 21, St. Augustine 7. We'll take a time out here, back with our halftime festivities in a moment. We'll discuss the first half, give you stats, what's to come, and everything else. Glad you're with us. This is Archbishop Rumble Football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm Peyton Terrio, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 504-616-1132. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Go Raiders, Raider Pride. Loft 18, the interactive sports bar and grill located on Metairie Road, has just expanded to another location on the North Shore in Mandeville, Louisiana. You can expect the same great food and drinks mixed in with a good old-fashioned hospitality and service. With this big football season kicking off, don't miss out on the big games at Loft 18. With over 50 TVs and the biggest indoor screen projectors in the state, Loft 18 delivers the ultimate sports entertainment experience. Not to mention their state-of-the-art multi-sports simulators. Come to each state of play. Loft 18. For more information, please visit loft18.com. Hi, I'm John Terrio, Archbishop Rommel High School Class of 1979 and Managing Partner of Malcolm M. Dina's Certified Public Accountants. Our firm has been serving the Gulf South region for over 60 years. We assist our clients with tax compliance and auditing. We also serve as the CFO for many of our corporate clients. We have a specialized forensic accounting group that consults with attorneys on litigation matters. We are proud supporters of Archbishop Rommel High School and the Lasallian tradition of faith, community, and service. Thank God Almighty I'm a Attention healthcare providers and administrators. Are you frustrated with delayed and or lost revenue? Is keeping up with the ever-changing regulation and payer policy keeping you up at night? Are payer denials driving you crazy? If these are problematic areas for you and your organization, contact Revigate today. Revigate is a locally-owned revenue cycle consulting firm specializing in helping you navigate challenges within your revenue cycle. We will positively impact your bottom line and bring you peace of mind. For more information, contact Revigate today by calling 905-209-1407 or visit Revigate.com. 
Vanderbrook and Company CPAs are proud sponsors of the Rommel football team. William Vanderbrook, a 1979 graduate of Archbishop Rommel High School, is an owner of the Metairie-based accounting firm. He started in 1989, servicing Southeast Louisiana in matters of taxation, accounting, and consulting for over 30 years. Their office is located at 3337 North Holland Street, Suite 301 in Metairie, and can be contacted at 504-455-0762. Good luck to Coach Nick Monica and the Rainer football team. Raider Pride. Beverly Disposal at 1215 River Road in Bridge City is proud to support Raider football on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Beverly Disposal has over 30 years experience disposing products and hazardous materials and owns up to 300 disposal containers utilized for commercial use for construction, marine and residential use. We provide superb customer service while adhering to safety and compliance using a variety of washout and concrete containers up to 40 CY sizes. Serving the New Orleans, Homeland, North Shore areas, contact Beverly Disposal at 504-436-2924 or visit BeverlyGink.com. Raiders lead it by the score of 21 to 7 at halftime over the Purple Knights of St. Augustine, Ken Trey, and Phil Greco. And Eric Held with us, and Raiders uh, gave up a touchdown. First drive of the game, Purple Knights went right down the field and scored on the first possession of the football game. Things were looking really good for the Purple Knights as they drove it 78 yards in seventh place, took 256 off the clock. Dawson Simmons in a wide open. Miguel Whitley for a 25-yard touchdown. That extra point was good. It was 7-0 and 9-0-4 to play in the first quarter. Raiders got it for the first time. Promptly went 66 yards in six plays. Took 241 off the clock. Ruben Ramirez scored on a five-yard run to tie the game at 7-7. After an interception by Norman Taylor, the Raiders got the ball back and drove 58 yards in eight plays. Took 415 off the clock. And Jaden Martin raced 14 yards for a score. Rumble had its first lead of the game at 14-7 at that point late in the first quarter. Then the Raiders got a fumble recovery by Robert Vaughn, but an interception by Christian Pritchett killed the opportunity in the end zone. But the Raiders did get on the board on their next possession, drove, drove 59 yards in seven plays, took 314 off the clock. Jaden Martin scored from seven yards out. Rumble 21, St. Aug 7 at the half. Eric, your thoughts about what we've seen so far? So far, um, how many times do we see an opening drive at every level, high school, college, or professional, where the team takes the ball down the field like St. Augustine did, drives 78 yards in seven plays, and then after that, the Raiders have forced two turnovers and forced them to punch twice. As Coach Monica said to Darrell before heading to the locker room, Defense really got caught up with the speed of the game and got in a groove, got comfortable. And I think since then they've played lights out. It's forced St. Augustine on offense, as you mentioned, to do things that we haven't seen them do. They ran speed option, haven't seen that. They lined up in 12 personnel in the eye and ran old school power. They're re reaching into the grab bag. And when you start to do those things, you're out of your comfort zone as a play caller and you're really reaching and you're looking at that scoreboard instead of realizing, hey guys, we've got some really talented guys here and we're able to make some plays. But credit Rummel on offense, finding ways to move the ball despite all the injuries that they've had. They're figuring out ways to get the ball to their best two playmakers and Buggage has been really good with the exception of that interception in the end zone. But hats off to the Raiders for being resilient and coming back and finding a way to score after that error. I mean, we'll provide the stats coming up for the first half, but they're amazing for Rumble offensively. The numbers 
they've put up. And it's really strange because St. Aug came out throwing the ball in the first series with tremendous success, but then they started doing different things, uh, which was, you know, I guess, not trying to be critical, but just a little bit unusual because on that first drive, I mean, they went right down the field, and Dawson Simmons looked really good, and he got the ball to his playmakers. I mean, I'm looking at that first drive, 26 yards to LeJean Moore, 25 yards to Miguel Whitley, six yards to Josh Jackson. I mean, they, they went right down the field throwing the ball. And I think a lot of times as a play caller, you have your script set up for you, that open and play script, whether it's 10 plays, 12 plays, 15 plays, and that helped them go right down the field. And then what do you do? We're all guilty of it as coaches. We get away from it and start looking at other things on the sheet. But I believe if they go back on first and 10, line up in three-by-one formation and throw a hitch to that single receiver and then come back and run zone and come back and run one-back power and their RPO game that they've had some success at at different times, that's what they have to start doing to really get back in the flow. They're only two scores out, but a critical part of this is the first possession here. And one of the big advantages for the Raiders is, is that St. Augustine, when they kick off, it's gonna be around the 20, and they're gonna return it out to the 30, 35 yard line minimum. So that's a huge advantage for Rummel. Homecoming court being introduced, we'll tell you about that. Halftime here at Joe Yenny Stadium, Raiders leading 21-7 over the Purple Knights. We'll take a time out here. Back with more of our halftime show in a moment. This is Rumble Raiders football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. You wouldn't want your favorite sports team to play only offense or defense. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can assist you more. That's Allstate Stan. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent Eddie Corcoran, class of 79 at 504-469-6400. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Insurance Company, Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, and Allstate Indemnity Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Bears Pool Boys at Gennaro's at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard is open daily at 11 a.m. Bears Signature Sandwich is the incredibly delicious roast beef pool boy, the best anywhere. The fruity and the gravy cheese fries are great, as are the homemade onion rings. Bears has a great menu of specialty burgers, almost as big as hubcaps. Get a beverage at Gennaro's where you can order late-night food as well. Bears just earned a top three award in the Gambit Best of New Orleans rankings. Visit Bears Pool Boys and Raider Hall of Fame inductee Brian Hebert, class of 1983 at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard. Raider Pride. Crescent Power Systems, located at 129 Polk Street, is a proud sponsor of Rummel Football. Crescent Power System represents top products, including Toshiba, Alstom Grid, Distron, MTC, PowerCon, Lectris, Niagara, and Technibus. At Crescent Power Systems, the objective is to provide innovative, cost-effective, engineered solutions, integrating world-class suppliers with our value customers in a collaborative partnership. Matt Colosino, Class of 75, and Crescent Power Systems are a proud supporter of the Raiders in their quest for a state championship. Go to CrescentPower.com. Hi, this is Mike Dubuque, financial advisor at Edward Jones and proud supporter of Raider Athletics. The Rumble Raiders know it takes hard work to reach their goals. This applies not only to football, but personal finances as well. If your investment portfolio isn't putting forth the effort, call me at 885-6432 or stop by my Metairie office behind the Clearview Mall to set up a free portfolio review. Go Raiders! Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. 
Guarantee Sheet Metal and Roofing at 2649 Delaware Avenue in Kenner is your local full-service roofing company that is Raider family owned and operated for 53 years. Guarantee specializes in historical roofing, slate, title, and copper, but also completes standing seam, bar panel, and standard asphalt roofing. Guarantee also completes TPO and Duralast flat roofing for all your residential and commercial needs. Visit GuaranteeSheetMetal.com or contact Lonnie Smith, Archbishop Rommel Class of 1987 at 504-466-3749. This is Dominic Impostato, Raider Class of 1997, and the first of three Impostatos to start as offensive lineman at Archbishop Rummel. I want to thank Archbishop Rummel for providing me the tools to succeed and for making me the man that I am today. As a Jefferson Parish Councilman and partner in the law firm Frischertz and Impostato, Raider Pride lives and breathes with me each day of my life. I have no doubt that this year's Raider football team will bring honor and glory to our alma mater on their way to another state title. Also, please vote this Saturday, October 14th, Thank God Almighty, I am a Raider. Ken Trahan with Phil Greco, Eric Held, halftime here as the Raiders lead the Purple Knights 21-7 at the break. Homecoming festivities taking place. Let's give a shout-out to the homecoming court right now that's being introduced to Molly Schmidt of Mount Carmel Academy, Brindley Abel of Mount Carmel Academy, the Queen Carmen Wetzel of Archbishop Chappelle, Hannah Cox, Archbishop Chappelle, Grayson Schmidt of Archbishop Chappelle, and Addison Womack of Academy of the Sacred Heart. Congratulations to all of our homecoming court members here this evening. Phil, we got Eric's thoughts on the first half. What about your thoughts about what we saw thus far? i tell you what, Kenny, I, I've been real impressed with, with Rommel and their game plan. Of course, they got a great back in, in Martin, but the fact that they've moved the ball around, they've kept St. Aug off balance, they've been able to make some throws, and it's really been effective offense. Defensively, you know, they're playing they're playing really good against a team that, that outweighs them a lot in, on the offensive line, and, and playing with, uh, you know, three down linemen, it's tough to stop the run, but they're doing a good job of it, and Hopefully they can continue to do that. We'll see with St. Aug if they make any adjustments at, at halftime, but I think Rumble just need to do what they've been doing. Yeah, I don't think – yeah, I agree with you. Unless the opposing side does something different. They've done – you know, they've run the you – know, they've run the counters very well. They've run the, the pitch play a few times. And then, of course, they've run the, you know, the, the play fake bootleg against blitzing and pressure where they've been able to get away from that pressure. And, I mean, it's basically virtually every play they're calling, and give Joe Chango credit, has been the right, yeah, right situation, been, right? He's done a great job of play calling, no question about it. But, you know, Rummel, Rummel's getting the ball in the hands of those that can make it happen, and that's always a big key. They're utilizing their talent and getting the ball in those kids' hands, in their athletes' hands. And that's – that's a lot of it right there. And they, plus, they're getting them out in space a bunch. I mean, Ramirez, you know, he's such a tremendous receiver. You get him the ball anywhere, and he can go the distance. He's so fast. Now you heard Nick say he's got a little bit of a bum ankle, so hopefully that doesn't affect him in the second half. He's such a weapon for this team. Buggage got banged up. Hope he's okay as well. Halftime here. Raiders 21, the Purple Knights 7. We'll take a timeout here. Back with first half stats, and we'll get set for the start of the second half. When we return in a moment, you are listening to Rumble Raiders football on Nash Icon 1061 FM, and we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. 
Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm Peyton Terrio, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 504-616-1132. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Go Raiders, Raider Pride. Loft 18, the interactive sports bar and grill located on Metairie Road, has just expanded to another location on the North Shore in Mandeville, Louisiana. You can expect the same great food and drinks mixed in with a good old-fashioned hospitality and service. With this big football season kicking off, don't miss out on the big games at Loft 18. With over 50 TVs and the biggest indoor screen projectors in the state, Loft 18 delivers the ultimate sports entertainment experience. Not to mention their state-of-the-art multi-sports simulators. Come to each state of play. Loft 18. For more information, please visit Loft18.com. Hi, I'm John Terrio, Archbishop Rommel High School, class of 1979 and managing partner of Malcolm M. Dinas, certified public accountants. Our firm has been serving the Gulf South region for over 60 years. We assist our clients with tax compliance and auditing. We also serve as the CFO for many of our corporate clients. We have a specialized forensic accounting group that consults with attorneys on litigation matters. We are proud supporters of Archbishop Rommel High School and the Lasallian tradition of faith, community, and service. Thank God Almighty I'm a Attention healthcare providers and administrators. Are you frustrated with delayed and or lost revenue? Is keeping up with the ever-changing regulation and payer policy keeping you up at night? Are payer denials driving you crazy? If these are problematic areas for you and your organization, contact Revigate today. Revigate is a locally owned revenue cycle consulting firm specializing in helping you navigate challenges within your revenue cycle. We will positively impact your bottom line and bring you peace of mind. For more information, contact Revigate today by calling 905-209-1407 or visit Revigate.com. Vanderbrook and Company CPAs are proud sponsors of the Rommel football team. William Vanderbrook, a 1979 graduate of Archbishop Rommel High School, is an owner of the Metairie-based accounting firm he started in 1989, servicing Southeast Louisiana in matters of taxation, accounting, and consulting for over 30 years. Their office is located at 3337 North Holland Street, Suite 301 in Metairie, and can be contacted at 504-455-0762. Good luck to Coach Nick Monica and the Rainer football team. Raider Pride. Beverly Disposal at 1215 River Road in Bridge City is proud to support Raider football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Beverly Disposal has over 30 years experience disposing products and hazardous materials and owns up to 300 disposal containers utilized for commercial use for construction, marine, and residential use. We provide superb customer service while adhering to safety and compliance using a variety of wash-on and concrete containers up to 40 CY sizes. Serving the New Orleans, Homeland, North Shore areas, contact Beverly Disposal at 504-436-2924 or visit beverlygink.com. Life is where preparation meets the unexpected. Law enforcement will always be our primary focus. However, we cannot do it alone. Join our family in the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. We are currently looking for patrol deputies, correctional officers, and dispatchers where you can help make a difference. JPSO prides themselves on making the parish safe for citizens and their families. Please go to JPSO.com to find out how to take the next step. This isn't just a career. You become part of a much larger family. 21 to 7 Raiders over the Purple Knights at halftime, along with Phil Greco and Eric Held and Daryl Ashley. I'm Ken Trahan. Big shout out to those that made it possible, and not all of our sponsors. These are big Rummel supporters, of course. Raider graduates, Eddie Corcoran, Allstate, Bears Pole Boys, Rummel Hall of Famer, Brian A. Bear, Crescent Power Systems, my classmate Matt Colosino, Michael Dubuque, former Raider player, Guarantee Sheet Metal, Lonnie Smith on Rummel's alumni board. Of course, Dominic Impostato, 
great lawyer and councilman. Baden Terrio, former Raider, and Edward Jones, Loft 18, Greg Whitman, a great family, the Whitmans, Rumble history, of course. Revigate, we really appreciate them. Vanderbrook and Company, Will Vanderbrook, Beverly Disposal, couldn't do it without you as well as we look at all these sponsors and say thank you so much for what you do. 21-7, Raiders of the half. Let's take a look at the first half numbers, guys, and get your thoughts on this. First of all, let's start with first downs. Rumble, 14 first downs. St. Augustine with seven. Penalties, Rumble, four for 45 yards. St. Aug, three for 30 yards. Turnovers, Rumble with one. St. Augustine, two. Rushing yards, big item here. Raiders, 132 yards. St. Augustine, 29. Passing yards, Raiders, 125. St. Aug, 76. Total yards, Rumble, 257. St. Augustine, 105. Individually, Jaden Martin, 17 carries, 109 yards, and two touchdowns. General Buggage is 10 of 11 for 125 yards with the interception. Ruben Ramirez, six catches, 99 yards, and he has a five-yard rushing touchdown for Rummel individually. Dawson Simmons, four of 12, 67 yards, and an interception for the Purple Knights. And for the Purple Knights, Josh Jackson, two catches, 16 yards. Of course, Miguel Willey, one catch, 25 yards, and a touchdown in the first half. It all adds up to a Raider 21-7 lead. Eric, 257 yards in one half. Pretty impressive. Well, you multiply by two, you get over 500 for the game, right? If they stay on that that pace, incredible. And they get the ball first, so that gives you the advantage of having another possession and really doing something. Like I mentioned, they're going to kick the ball off, and you figure to start somewhere between the 30 and 35, barring anything crazy happening. So Rummel has a distinct advantage getting the ball and doing something positive even if they have to punt and don't score or get a scoring opportunity with a field goal attempt they can pin them with the punt but and good things are going to happen here you have to think for the Raiders right out the gate. Phil we did the game last year St. Augusto Rummel and what's the difference I mean what, what's the difference between last year and what we've seen tonight? Well offensively Rummel is controlling the ball you alluded to the 200-something yards they've got offense, it's about split pretty evenly between run and pass, which is what you want as a coach and as a team. Uh, I think Rummel looks tonight like they're a lot more confident, they're more physical, and of course, St. Aug lost a lot of good players off of last year's team. They had a really good, good group, really good quarterback and a good receiver. But I think Rumble, I think the, I think last week was a turning point, Kenny, and that overtime win against Curtis because they were struggling a little bit and giving them a lot of confidence, and they're playing with a lot more confidence. Raiders have emerged back on the field. See some familiar coaches across the way of future opponents of these two teams. St. Aug has John Curtis next week. Their coaches are sitting on the other side watching. Of course, Rummel next week has Brother Martin coming off a huge win over Holy Cross. Rummel on a short week after his play Friday night after playing on a Saturday. That game is here at Joe Yenny on Friday night. But, Phil, this is Rummel tradition. Rummel playing on Saturdays at Joe Yenny. <laughs> It's tradition, and it's been unbelievably good for Rummel, both in the stands and in the win column. It's been very successful over the years. I yep. mean, playing on 
on Saturday. Uh, I know sometimes it interferes with watching college games, but for the most part, it doesn't affect, I don't think it affects the crowd at all, personally. I think Rumble fans embrace it, quite frankly, and I think that's been the case for many years. By the way, LSU 27, Auburn 10, 557 to play in the third quarter. Logan Diggs 12 carries, 80 yards. Jaden Daniels 14 of 21, 211 yards, two touchdowns with an interception for the Tigers, who have a 17-point lead. But they're driving again, by the way. Daniels just hit Kyron Lacey for 57 yards to the Auburn 10-yard line. So Tigers looking pretty good. I thought that was a good matchup because LSU doesn't play good pass defense, but Auburn doesn't throw the ball well, and Tigers are elite offensively. So there you have it. All right, we always talk about the first possession being important. Eric, it's important again, right? You can establish yourself in control of this game if you can take this and, and go down and score on this drive. Absolutely. Thinking about St. Augustine being down two scores, knowing Rumble's going to have it, and you don't kick the ball deep. They're going to give up good field position here. Do you try and kick a ball in the dead area? Yeah. Even surprise well, that's what Rumble. That's what Rumble's looking for. I would look for an outside kick here. Rumble's looking for that. They've got, they've got nine guys within 15 yards of the kick or 20 yards of the kick here. Because if you're going to start around the 35 or 40, you might as well try and kick it in a dead area or even surprise. Here's the kick. He angles kick. it toward the left sideline. Ruben Ramirez feels it at the 28. Ramirez to the 30, and he brought down right away. At about the 33, still pretty good field position. Just a little sky kick. Mini St. Aug player all over Ramirez after the play. No flag. See if that gets either side excited. Nick Monica not happy about it. Voicing his displeasure about the extra massage there after the hit was made. Rummel at the 33. Just start the second half. Make it to 32. They put it down at. Martin, the running back. Rushed for 109 yards and two touchdowns. He's also caught a couple of passes in this game for 14 yards. Tight formation, single receiver right. St. Aug blitzing, running inside, hit for a big loss. Well, they're going to try to take Martin away, and they just buried him at the 28 for a loss of four. Well, it was a counter play, and it just wasn't any, good, any blocking. And uh, he didn't have much of a chance right there. So behind the change right away, it's second and 13 at the 29, a loss of three. One would think their defensive staff Two things they probably focus on. One, the two tight end counter tray play right there that you saw, and then yep. also off the counter, the boot away. How to defend that. Second and 13 at the 29. Buggage the snap and flags fly before the snap is made. And that's probably on the Raiders too. And Martin hits the ground. Jaden Martin is down. And now another flag comes down. Martin is laying on the ground. He's writhing in pain. Don't know what happened. And there's flags all over the place. I mean, what else can happen to this team? I mean, they've, they've lost nine starters, and now their star player's down, and he's in pain. Stop everything. It's a procedure penalty on Rummel. It'll be second and 18 when play resumes. And, of course, they have another very good running back in Norman Taylor, but he's playing defense full-time right now. 
That's the fifth penalty on Rommel for 50 yards. They help Martin up. He is walking. He is limping. He needs help. He's going to have to come out of the game for sure for how long we don't know. I'm not sure what happened to him. The second flag was sideline warning. On Rommel, yeah. So that's just a warning, but it's second and 18 at the 24. And the Raiders have to play Norman Taylor now both ways. He's at running back. Purple Knights looking to get some momentum here. Snap it. Buggage wants to throw it. Screen pass coming in the middle. Caught by Taylor. They're all over it. He's going to be hit right away. At the 26, a gain of two. Purple Knights are excited. Very excited. So they've come out very aggressive. And now third and 16. From the 26-yard line. And it's they're just pinning their ears back and coming on every play now. Trying to force the action, which is kind of how they normally play. Third and 16 at the 26. Buggins and shotgun. Takes the snap. Steps up under pressure. He's going to run left. Cuts back. He'll be tackled at the 30 by Stewart. What a player he is. He runs him down again. This time at the 30, and Rummel's going to have to punt the football. He rips Buggins to the ground after a gain of four. Officials talking in, and I didn't see another flag, unless it's on the far side, but they are talking. And I think there is a flag. And now holding on Rummel, St. Aug should decline it here and just take the football, and they will. Rummel will punt it. So not a good series. Star player goes down. Raiders lose yards and have to punt the football. No, that's not the way you wanted to open it up right there. Just what Nick Foster wanted here. Punt formation. Wallace to punt it. And another flag. What now? This one comes in from deep from the St. Aug sideline. St. Augustine had 12 men. 12 men on the field. That's a problem. Frederick Lewis is deep to receive. Pick up the flag. I haven't seen anybody. Now they wave the flag off. Okay. So I guess they didn't have 12 men. Based on that. So now Wallace to punt it away. With Lewis deep. Wallace stands at his 15. Good pass from center. Punt is away. A gorgeous punt. Driving Lewis over his head. Back of the 20. Picks it up at the 15. He gets to the corner of the 20. And a clip on the play will put St. Aug back deep in their own territory. Obvious clip. And that'll pin St. Aug deep. What a punt by Chris Wallace. Talk about flipping the field. He, he certainly did. I tell you what, that was a, a great punt. And they needed it right at that time, too, to get St. Aug pinned. And then they're going to be pinned back even more with this uh, penalty on St. Aug clip. See where they mark it off from. I think they're going to mark it off from about the 24. End up, well, they marked it off from the 31. No, I'm still waiting to see. Okay, they're going to mark it off from about the 31. 
Not getting a whole lot of help from this crew. <laughs> there we go. It off from the 20. Another 20, so that'd be half the distance to the 10. Well, that's not half the distance. They put it at the 11, but that's close enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so at the 11-yard line, Purple Knights get their first possession of the half. 21-7 Raiders. And they'll go with twin receivers to either side of the field. Simmons in shotgun. He has Franklin next to him. Takes the snap, wants to throw it. Throws into flat. That's caught by Hill. Hill's going to be tackled right away. At about the 12-yard line, played very well by a player playing very well. Robert Vaughn, the leading tackler for the Raiders. Yeah, very good tackle right there. And I tell you what, Rumble just needs to keep everything in front of them right now. They don't need to let anybody behind them, but keep everything in front of you, come up and make a sure tackle. Gain of, nine, gain of one at second and nine. Pass completion to Hill. Simmons the snap. Simmons a quick throw. That's caught, and, and that's going to be a flag down on the play on the far side. And it looks like he got the first down right near it at the 21-yard line. On the catch there for St. Aug was Monroe Dillon, but what's the flag for? Waiting for the signal here. Again, another long discussion, I'm not sure. We've had a few of these, haven't we? Yes. And the scoreboard just went on the fritz, so that's not a good thing either. Hopefully that gets fixed. We're getting a little tired of seeing that at these games, frankly. Not just here, really, but in different places. And this discussion is still going on. I mean, you've got to make a call at some point, don't you? Yeah, where the, where the flag is could be an offsides or an illegal motion. But I they're still talking about be, this. So. And illegal formation, maybe? I don't know. Well, I mean, again, why does it take this long to sort this out? You threw the flag. What is it? So now we're like two minutes into this with no decision. The completion would be a first down if it stands. Ball looks like it's coming back, though, based on what we're looking at. After all this, what did he just signal? <laughs> I didn't see it. It's on St. Aug. It's illegal receiver downfield. And now will now feel loss of down. Apparently, one of the, the inside receiver must have been covered, and he went out for the pass. That's Quite possibly. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it's five yards to the seven-yard line on the penalty. You wouldn't think it was a lineman downfield because no. it was all Too hitch. quick. Yeah. And it's second down. That is third down. They lose the down, so it is third down. Clock goes out again. And 14 yards to go. We don't know about the time. We don't know about anything. The scoreboard keeps going on the fritz. So we don't know what's happening there. And the officials are just waiting to see if that gets sorted out. So it's technical difficulties. We wish we could tell you. All right, it just came back on. Hopefully it stays that way. <laughs> it says 8.59 to play in the third. This game was moving well. It's not moving well now. Little bit of a crawl at the, this moment, and I'm not sure why they're waiting now. Even if the scoreboard doesn't work, you can play the game. But you got to wait for the white hat to blow the whistle. Now the clock think, is set at 9.03. I think that's the correct time. Yeah. 
And there's still, he's communicating with the clock operator, is the white hat. Now he blows the whistle and will play football. So it's third and 14 at the seven for St. Aug. Three receivers right, single left. Snap it. Simmons wants to throw it. Rushes on. Throws down the middle. Almost intercepted. Jumping the route was Vidal. Bless his heart. He got his hands on it, but he couldn't pull it down. Tell you what, perfectly played, though. Break on the ball and everything. The only thing he didn't come up with, Eric, was the interception. Raiders have had their hands on three or four in this game. They've come up with one. But now St. Aug will have to punt from its own end zone. And Rummel will drop Joseph deep to receive, so Martin's obviously not coming back in if Joseph's back there because Martin is usually the deep receiver for the Raiders. Not sure what the injury is. We'll see if Darrell can check on that, and we'll find out what we can. From the end zone to punt it away, Whitley stands about seven yards deep. Good snap. Punt is away. Good end-over-end punt. It's going to bounce. The St. Aug 33, but it goes sideways. And it's going to be down there, so it's going to be like a 25-yard punt. And Rummel gets it in great shape at the St. Aug 33-yard line, it appears. Make it the 32. So short field here. That great field position for the Raiders right here. Let's see if they can take advantage of it. Again, without their star player now. And I'm not sure what the injury was, but again, we'll... Check on it, see what we can find out. It looked like he was holding his shin to me. I don't know if he got. But he hadn't been hit. hit. I mean, it was like before a snap took place. He just went down, right? Yeah. Well, we'll check on it. Norman Taylor's the running back. Rummel starts at the St. Aug 32, leading 21 to 7 with 8.36 to play in the third. Snap it. Going to run Taylor. He's going to go nowhere. Tackle for a yard loss. St. August coming hard now, and they're pinching the inside where Rummel had all the running success in the first half. Loss of one at second and 11. First carry for Norman. Norman Taylor carries Cornell Harris. Second down and 11 from the 33. We'll check in with Darrell right after this play for an update on Jaden Martin. From the 33-yard line, second and 11. Buggage and shotgun. St. Aug's been coming on every play. Here they come again, and the ball's on the ground. Bad snap, and he falls in on at the 40, a muff for a loss of seven. It'll be third and 18. Let's check in with Darrell Ashley for an injury update. Darrell, what do you have? Hey, guys. Jaden Martin appears to have um, hyperextended his left knee to train to work on an area below his left knee, but it's definitely his left knee, hyperextended knee. They got ice on it, and it looked like he was in a, a considerable amount of pain as well. Uh, but I'll check in on it. But it doesn't look like he's coming back, but I'll check on that as well. Back to you guys. All right, Daryl, bad news, but thank you. Appreciate that. Third and 18, that's bad news too. Rumble going backwards here thus far in the second half. Another bad snap on the previous play. Third and 18 is a good snap, but it's dropped by Buggage. St. Og's going to pick it up, or are they? It's loose. Purple Knights have it way back at the Rummel 41-yard line. That one was simply dropped, and Stewart recovers, and now a late flag as well. Excessive celebration. They're going to move them back 15 yards. Second turnover by Rummel. 
Another muff. And this one results in a big turnover. And we'll see where the ball ends up. So each team with two turnovers now. And unsportsmanlike on St. Aug will cost them 15 yards. Stewart recovered it. Purple Knights get the ball back, though. Still with good field position at their own 44-yard line. That's their best start of the night, their own 44. Well, the St. Aug defense has dominated here in the third quarter thus far. Can the St. Aug offense get itself going? Great opportunity here. Purple Knights at their own 44 with twin receivers to either side. Hill the running back. Simmons, shotgun, takes the snap. Gives to Hill running right. He's trying to bounce it. He picks up a couple. Gets to midfield, then he's driven back. So he got one before he's knocked back. Good job for Rummel by Robert Vaughn. Who else? Leading tackler there again. Second and nine. Twin receivers to either side. Simmons setting him down. Now puts Hill left of him in the backfield. As he takes the snap, retreats to throw. Has a lot of time. Pump fakes. Going to roll left. Away from pressure. Throws across his body, and it's almost intercepted. Dropped. Another missed opportunity for Rummel. Chance Joseph had it right in his hands, and he simply dropped the ball, unfortunately. Tried to throw across his body. That's always a problem. And now another Raider hurt on the play. This is Mitchell Harris, the freshman corner who's played so well. I mean, this is survival for Rummel. I mean, I've, I've done Rummel games since 1979. I don't think I've ever seen this many injuries in one season. It's crazy. I mean, sooner or later, you run out of guys, right? I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this. Third and nine at the 45. Not sure what else you can say about it. Another sub in the game because of it. Four-man rush. Time. Simmons going to sprint up the middle. He's got a ton of room. First down and more. At the Rumble 35. The 30. He's at the Rumble 25. Here come the Purple Knights. They can feel it. 30 yards for Simmons and a first down. And you can feel this game changing quite a bit. It's definitely been a tale of two halves. Exactly. Simmons spotted that, and he sprinted straight up the gut. He takes the snap here. He's got all day to throw. He's throwing deep, down the middle, end zone, jump ball, incomplete. <laughs> Tried to get it to Pritchett. Really good coverage, too, by Rummel right there. Had two people back there. Well, the fact of the matter is the Raiders have had chances at, like, four interceptions exactly. in this game. They just haven't held the ball, and those can prove costly at some point. Second down and... 10 yards to go. Simmons the snap. Quick throw to the outside. That's incomplete. Threw it behind the receiver. Moore, and it's third and 10. Four down territory here for the Purple Knights. No question about that. 5.42 to play in the third. Best offensive player, biggest playmaker for them is the quarterback. You got to find a play here for him on third and ten. 
Two-lane commit, Jackson split wide right. Four receivers set. On third and 10, Simmons. Movement up front, Rummel moves, and they came across. Question is, were they drawn? I didn't see anybody move for St. Aug. If so, that's a costly penalty when you had them in a third and 10. Offsides, Rummel will make it third and five. Four down territory for sure. Just, yeah, you just can't help them out like that. You've got to make them earn everything. Six penalties, 55 yards on Rummel. St. Aug's got five for 50 in the game. Now from third and 10 to third and five at the 20-yard line. Simmons shotgun. Hard count again. Rummel doesn't jump this time. He got him on the last one. Snap it. Blitz is on. Throw it outside. Wide open. Caught. 10-yard line. First down and goal inside the 10. And down to the 8. Perfect read. Good throw. Michael Malone on the catch. First and goal. Yeah, good read by the quarterback on gets that blitz. And they had that perfect route on the out route. And he got it off for time. Completed. First and goal at the 9. Cut it inside. At the 10. At the 5. At the 3. At the 2. St. Hogg knocking on the door. Seven-yard run here and for Hill. Tempo. Second and goal of the two. Simmons to Hill. Hill sprints into the end zone untouched. Touchdown, Purple Knights. This game has really changed. 21-13, extra point pending. St. Hogg dominating on both sides right now. Rumble's going to have to find a way to get some first downs and put some points on the board because the defense is going to get tired on they keep going three and out. Extra point attempt from Getridge coming up. Snap and spot. Kick is up. The kick is good. Time out on the field. 5.06 to play in the third. Rumble 21, St. Aug 14 back in a moment with Rumble football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. You wouldn't want your favorite sports team to play only offense or defense. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can assist you more. That's Allstate Stan. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent Eddie Corcoran, class of 79 at 504-469-6400. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Insurance Company, Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, and Allstate Indemnity Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Bears Pool Boys at Gennaro's at 3206 Metairie Road at Causeway Boulevard is open daily at 11 a.m. Bears Signature Sandwich is the incredibly delicious roast beef pool boy, the best anywhere. The fruity and the gravy cheese fries are great, as are the homemade onion rings. Bears has a great menu of specialty burgers, almost as big as hubcaps. Get a beverage at Gennaro's where you can order late-night food as well. Bears just earned a top three award in the Gambit Best of New Orleans rankings. Visit Bears Pool Boys and Raider Hall of Fame inductee Brian Hebert, class of 1983 at 3206 Metairie Road at Causeway Boulevard. Raider Pride. Your station for prep sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. 21-14, Rumble over St. Aug, 5.06 to play in the third quarter. Ken Trahan, Phil Greco, Eric L., Darrell Ashley with you. Purple Knights drove 56 yards in eight plays, 155 off the clock. He'll a two-yard touchdown run 
to cut the deficit to seven. Kickoff, high, short, coming down on the run at the 28, running across the field to the 30, 35, 40, good return by Joseph to get it out past the 40 to about the 41 to get the Raiders. Excellent field position again, but can this offense find anything here? We'll see. He's got to get some first downs. No doubt. Defense is going to get tired if it's continually three and out. Especially with guys going down. And Norman Taylor having to play offense and still trying to play some defense, but not much else to do. Nick Monick has him huddled and had him a little talking to. Taylor will be the running back. We do not expect to see Martin back based on the report we got. He's on crutches on the sideline, so he yeah, definitely he's definitely done. Him. Now what? We got personal foul, face mask on St. Aug. We're just finding this out. Wow. I mean, that happened like a minute ago, right? Didn't see it. 15 yards on the Purple Knights will give Rummel fantastic field position all the way down to the St. Aug 44-yard line. Well, a short field to work with. Can they do something with it? Offense has had negative yards in two possessions thus far in this half after amassing 257 in the first. First and 10 from the St. Aug 44. Buggage. Bad snap on the ground again, and he falls on it at the 48, and they can't snap the ball. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. That's going to be a loss of about eight yards. The third muff they've had. Lost one, and the other two have resulted in big losses. To the Rummel 48, a loss of eight. Second and 18. And this offense looks lost. Well, when it you all get, starts with the snap. You can't make it. Get out of shotgun and get under center, right? I mean, if you can't snap it, that's what he's doing right now. It's a good idea. Snap it. Fumble! Fumble! And Rummel got it back. St. Augs just destroying Rummel inside. Taylor fell on it back at the 45, a loss of three. And they continue to go backwards. And this game has changed unbelievably. And now Rummel's got a third and forever. Third and 21. Or are they going to say third and 20 at the 46? In Raider territory. 407 and counting third quarter. You just don't know where they have to run, and they've stopped play again. I'm not sure what they're calling now. I mean, this has got this has gotten a bit ridiculous with all these stoppages of play. Now what? Unsportsmanlike on Rummel. 15 more against the Raiders. And now Nick Monica wants an explanation. And he's not happy. Rummel continues to go backwards. And they've got seven penalties and 70 yards. And now all the way back at the 30-yard line. And a third down. And all they need is 36 yards to go. Got any plays for that? I don't know if there's one on the call sheet for that. <laughs> I don't know. Just run the, run the ball here. He bumped the ball, right? So not sure what else you can do. Try to get the ball to Ruben Ramirez. I mean, they don't have any other options at this point. And can they snap the ball? High snap. It's on the ground, and he falls on it. They cannot execute a shotgun snap. And at some point, you just have to say, we're going to run it under center, don't you? Well, 
that, and I'm just wondering, was there an injury? Uh, because first half, it was no problem with the snap. Well, there was some low in the first half, a couple in the ground. Back at the 24, and this possession started at the St. Aug 44. Lost 32 yards on the possession. Rumble the punt it away. Wallace in punt formation. And he hits it off the side of his foot. Bounces at the Rumble 45 across midfield. Gets a Raider bounce. And will go out of bounds at about the St. Aug 42. Got a roll anyway, but Purple Knights with all the momentum and the ball in great field position with 313 to play in the third at their own 42-yard line. It looks like Rumble's going to have to try to try to find a way to score on defense. Well, they've dropped interceptions, and that's, as I said, that would be costly. And certainly looking that way now. They've had, they've had their hands on three potential interceptions that they didn't catch. And Norman Taylor's playing both ways. He's back there in the secondary for Rumble at safety. No other choices, really. First and 10 of the 42. 313 to play in the third. Snap it, low snap. Fake it. He runs it left. It's wide open. Flag hold, down. He's going to be a touchdown. And I think it's coming back. Touchdown run by Simmons on a great call. 58 yards, but it looks like a hold on St. Augustine. They faked it and kept it, and it's coming back. Holding St. Og. What a great you no, know, those receivers, they, they can't get away with holding. They have to keep their hands inside. Offensive linemen can get away with it sometimes, but receivers, no, you're out there on an island. Well, it's either a great read or a great call, one of the two. And Simmons just kept it, and he was all alone. Defensive end crashed down, lost contain, and, and he just outran the secondary. But a holding penalty negates it. They're going to put the ball down at the 44, so give him a gain of 12 and a holding penalty of two. So first and eight. Great read by Simmons on the on the counter tray. Simmons wants to throw it. He does. It's caught. That's a first down. Across the Rumble 45, across the Rumble 40. St. August dominating right now down to the Rumble 37-yard line. 19 yards and a first down on the completion to Monroe Dillon. And that was a very impressive throw right there because he split two defenders in distance. It put it right on the money. Faking it, Simmons running right. Looks to cut back. He'll be stopped. Boxed in and had nowhere to go. He gets one yard out of it. Same play that was called two back when he went 50 plus for the touchdown that was called back for the holding penalty. Job by the Raider defense playing that. Previous play was out of three by one, a vertical and two out routes by the number two and number three receivers. Second and 10, no gain on the play. At the 38 of Rummel. We approach two minutes to play in the third, 21-14 Raiders on top. Simmons getting the play from the sideline. Sets Hill to his right. Single receiver left, three to the, uh, three re to the left and one to the right rather. Takes the snap, retreats, blitz off the corner. He throws it up down the sideline, jump ball, and incomplete. Another chance and an interception just didn't read it well enough. And then the receiver, Hill, almost came down with it. I mean, a rumble defensive back was sitting there waiting on that one and did not pull it in. 
and too many misses in the secondary. Yeah, they, I think they're sort of due, Kenny, to make an interception some kind of way. I mean, <laughs> With all due respect, the they've had, had a chance to pick five in this game, and they've got one. Third and 10 of the 38. With a minute 46 to play in the third. Simmons wants to throw. He has time. Now it breaks down. He's sacked. Great play for the Raiders back at the St. Aug 48-yard line. Great job in space by Gavin Cooper. He's a freshman. Makes a heck of a play. First sack for Rummel. Came at a big time. That was one that they really needed at the Did right they time ever. right there. Loss of 14 to the St. Aug 48 will force a punt. Assume it's Joseph back to receive the punt. It is. Punt is away. It's going to be short. Take a sideways bounce inside the 30. Inside the 25. We'll be down to about right there. So Rummel will get it back at its 24 with 54 seconds to play in the third quarter. Check in with Darrell at the end of the quarter. And the Rummel offense, which has gone completely backwards on three possessions. We'll try again to just basically execute a snap here. Yeah, there's no way you can run an offense when you're not getting the snap. There's no way. I've seen a lot of this this year in the games I've done. I'm seeing it again. It looks like you have a different center in, by the way. First and 10 of the 24. And they're going to go under center, as suggested. And Buggage is not in the game. Taylor broke through a tackle, gets three, and Buggage is not in the game. Don't know what's wrong with Buggage. That was the freshman quarterback, Tyler Holden. I don't know if he's been 100% since he came out for that one play. He missed the snap earlier that led to that turnover. Yeah, he did. Dropped the ball, yeah. Not sure if he's been 100% since then. So Rummel's down to a freshman quarterback, a third-string quarterback. Rummel's without Jaden Martin, without two linemen, without four defensive backs. The woman to stop there. <laughs> Second down from the 28-yard line and six yards to go. The freshman quarterback takes the snap, gives to Taylor. Taylor is going to get hit in the line of scrimmage and drop. Well, they know he's not going to throw. So they're just pressing the line of scrimmage and not allowing anything. Third quarter comes to a close. 21-14, Rumble back in a moment with our fourth quarter. It's Rumble football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at Nash FM 106.1.com. Crescent Power Systems, located at 129 Polk Street, is a proud sponsor of Rummel Football. Crescent Power System represents top products, including Toshiba, Alstom Grid, Distron, MTC, PowerCon, Lectris, Niagara, and Technibus. At Crescent Power Systems, the objective is to provide innovative, cost-effective, engineered solutions, integrating world-class suppliers with our valued customers in a collaborative partnership. Matt Colosino, Class of 75, and Crescent Power Systems are a proud supporter of the Raiders in their quest for a state championship. Go to CrescentPower.com. Hi, this is Mike Dubuque, financial advisor at Edward Jones and proud supporter of Raider Athletics. The Rumble Raiders know it takes hard work to reach their goals. This applies not only to football, but personal finances as well. If your investment portfolio isn't putting forth the effort, call me at 885-6432 or stop by my Metairie office behind the Clearview Mall to set up a free portfolio review. Go Raiders. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. 
21-14, Romo start of the fourth quarter, third and five Raiders at their own 29 with a freshman third-string quarterback in the game. And Tyler Holden, check in with Darrell, first chance. Snap it, quick throw outside of Ramirez, he's on his knees. That's going to lose, he caught the ball, so that's a four-yard loss and another punting situation. And the throw was very low, there wasn't much he could do, except drop it. He didn't, he caught it, and he lost four. Rommel's defense is going to have to win the game. There's no way that their offense is going to hold up the way this looks. Ballas in punt formation. Raiders with negative yardage in the second half. And the Rommel defense has really got to be wearing down. Punt is away. It's not going very far. Bounces at the Rumble 45 and goes nowhere. That's going to be a 19-yard punt, folks. And St. Augustine is going to get the ball at this Rumble 44-yard line. So everything going wrong for the Raiders here. And they're in, they're in emergency mode now with 11-10 to play. It's survival mode, and I don't know they can hold up with a short field with a defense that's tired. Somebody on defense has got to make a play. Somebody's got it. Well, they got a big sack on the last series. But when they get an opportunity for an interception, they got to make it. All the confidence on the side of the big purple right now. At the Rumble 44-yard line. Twin receivers to either side. Simmons with Hill in the backfield. Formation. They haven't shown this. Simmons the snap. Going to run Hill inside. He'll pick up a yard or two before he's tackled. That was Carlin Kitchen Jr. on the tackle to the 42 second and eight. From the Rumble 42, Simmons shotgun. Low snap, picks it up. Was his knee down? I thought it was. Yep. That should be a, exactly. it is, spotted at the 49. He lost seven. Huge break there, guys. No doubt, and he loses it down, too. Losses six to the 48. Yeah, that's better than a penalty. You're right. No, that's third and 14. No doubt they go put it in the air here. Let's see if we can pick one off. Third and 14. Simmons a snap. Screen coming underneath. It's caught and tackled. Good job by the Raiders defensively. Short gain to the 45-yard line. You know, that bubble screen used to be a lot more effective, Eric. I don't know if people caught on to it. They worked on it better or what. I think linemen do a good job retracing, getting back. Um, it's a screen down, so the call played to their advantage to defend it. One thing that's odd is that Number nine, the tight end for St. Augustine, Huber Calise Jr. has not been involved in the offense no, and he's at a, all. He's some athlete. Punting situation. Whitley to punt it away. Joseph will be deep. Plenty of time to punt it away. He hits a wobbler over the head and into the end zone for a touchback. So, 45-yard punt. Rumble will start from its own 20, but what can they possibly do on offense without their running back and with a third-string quarterback? 
I guess it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, you got, you know. You can try to just run it three downs. and well, But Buggage is coming back in the game, okay? So General Buggage is back in with Taylor in the backfield. We'll see how he looks here. I think you've got to get Ramirez more involved again like he was in the first half. First and ten. And again, the ball's on the ground, and another loss. They can't snap it. They can't handle it. And Taylor loses three. This is a disaster to watch this offense right now. This is the same offense that had 257 yards in the first half. Second and 13. Rumble taking time as they should because they just can't generate anything. Buggage is under center. Fakes a counterplay, rolls right. Looking, throwing, and it's caught. Not a first down, but a completion to the tight end Burmaster to about the 27. First positive play they've had. Kane yeah, of Chen, it's third and three. Second catch Burmaster made. Maybe they need to look at him a little bit more. He seems like he's been open a couple of times. You'd like to think maybe a speed sweep to Ramirez. However, if you can't execute the center quarterback snap, right. then it don't matter change, what you run. No. Toss that out the window. So pretty sure that's why they haven't gone to that play in the second half. Third and four at the 26, gain of nine. Under center buggage, snap it. And they blow the whistle before the play again. And another penalty coming. So third and four goes to 39, and they have now got eight penalties, 75 yards, doing everything to hurt themselves here. Now third and nine. It was tough enough third and four with the way the offense is played in the second half. From the 21, third and nine. We'll go to Darrell, I promise. Change of possession. We'll check in, Darrell, I promise, once we change possessions here. Third and nine, Buggage is in shotgun. Watch the snap here. No, he's not. He's under center. Takes the snap, fakes it, rolls left. Looking, throwing, caught by the tight end, but he's short by a yard. Caught at the 29, but tackle right away, and I think you got a punt. Michael Malone makes a big tackle. Fourth and one. I mean, I'd say tush push, but you just can't do it. They haven't had the ability. They haven't shown the ability to execute much of anything here in the second half. They got to punt the ball. Gain of eight for Burmaster's third catch, but Rumble will have to punt. Wallace in punt formation, three and out, three and out, three and out. Well, he needs to get a good punt because we haven't had a good punt. Well, this in a is while. into the wind, so it's probably not going to go that far, and it's not. It's going to hit at the 45. Got a rumble bounce, though. And why'd you catch that? Let it go. Let the ball bounce. Stopped it at the 40 of St. Aug. Eh, you might have squeezed a few more yards out of it if you let it go, but was down there, so St. Aug again with great field position. At its own 40 with 6.47 to play, 21 14. Rummel trying to hold on here. 
And I mean hold on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been like that the whole second half ever since you know, Martin was injured. And well, Rummel does not like have a first down in the second half. And, all, you know, you're so far behind the chains with so many bad snaps. You, you know, you put yourself out right. of position to get first down. We'll go down to Darrell right after this play. First and 10 from the 40. Stand by, Darrell, unless you get a big play here. From the 40-yard line, with 6.47 left. Simmons shouts signals out from shotgun, and a flag comes down. False start, St. Augustine. All right, let's check in with, let's check in with Darrell on the Rummel sideline. Darrell? Hey, Ken, yeah, Rummel's going to have to do this with defense tonight. You know, you sense the frustration on the, on the offense on the sideline. You sense the frustration and the confusion, and they're just, Really frustrated. You saw players kind of like jawing at each other, but they're going to have to do this with defense, and they're going to have to just find a way to get the game to end. That's the way they can do it. Back to you. Here's a pass to the outside incomplete. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate that. Pass wouldn't have gone anywhere. Might have lost yards, but went incomplete off the hands of the intended receiver more, but it was well defended, and it's second and 15. Yeah, well, very well covered right there. It was read very well. Second and 15 at the 35. Let's face it, guys. We're going to win this. Rumble's going to have to win this game on defense. They, well, they're going to need at least two more stops away with the time the way it is. 6.43 to play. Second and 15 at the 35 of St. Aug for the Purple Knights. Simmons, shotgun, takes the snap. Four-man rush has a lot of time. He's going to go deep down the sideline. That's way overthrown. And again, they're throwing at Finister, and if you're Rommel, you love that. Yeah. That's, that's a Division I player, and that pass goes incomplete, and it's third and 15. Finister did a tremendous job leveraging the receiver into the boundary. He sure did. I mean, there was no place for him to catch that ball. So it's third and 15. LSU 41, Auburn 18 in the fourth quarter. Tigers getting it done again offensively. Doing a good enough job on defense. Can the Rumble defense get a stop here? Third and 15 at the 35. Motioning Hill out of the backfield. Drop the snap, picks it up, looking, evades a defender. Now he's rolling left. Now he's stopping, throwing across the field incomplete. Play was a mess from the start. Simmons tried to make something out of nothing. He kept the play alive to his credit, but that's incomplete. Rumble gets a stop. St. Aug will punt with 6.28 to play. They hardly took any time on that possession. Rummel's not made a first down. If they can find a way to make one or two here, they have a pretty good chance to win it, but that's highly in doubt. Punt situation here for Whitley. Again, Joseph deep. Rummel shows a 10-man front. Are they coming here? Might be. Now they split out to match the receivers, back off a bit. Coming after it, got it off. Line drive kick, Joseph at his 26. Joseph evades one, cuts into the 30, 35, 40, cut back, 45, on, sugar tackle. On, Joseph is going to be tackled at the St. Aug 49. Outstanding return by Kendrick Joseph of the Raiders. Gets it to St. Aug's 49 with 6.15 to play. Rommel still up 21-14. Hey, that's a tremendous return by Joseph. I tell you, he, he put, put Rommel back in good field position now. Even if you don't get first downs and you punt, you have them move back. So that's a 
really a great job he did on that punt return and mostly on his own. Great job by the trail players not committing blocking the back penalties. From the St. Aug 49, Buggage will be under center. Taylor's behind him. St. Aug all over the line of scrimmage with 10 players within three yards of the line of scrimmage. Going to run it inside. Taylor's going to be hit for a loss. They're just getting completely blown up up front. Tackle by Washington. Loses a yard, second and 11. How many times have we said that in this half? The negative plays in this half are enormous. It's hard to run when your defense is off within two yards of the line of scrimmage, basically, except for your safety. Wouldn't mind seeing the running back just leak out on a flare route and just flip it to him, right? Against this kind of set. Second and 11. Snap it, fan, run it inside and lose more yards. Taylor's ganged up on, he falls forward to get back to the line of scrimmage basically, or, or did he even do that? Timeout St. Aug with 5.22 to play. And they'll have two left. Lost a yard again, it's third and 12. Well, there's just so much penetration there, Kenny. You can't, you can't, you don't have anywhere to run the football. Well, it looks to me like all the adjustments were made by the Purple Knights at halftime because they've taken away that inside running game completely here in the second half. Credit to the Purple Knight coaching staff because Rummel just ran at will in the first half and, for that matter, threw at will. And they've done none of the sort well, then here in the second half. When you lose a you know, your bell cow like we yep. did in the third, early in the third quarter, too, it makes all the difference Deflated. in the world, yeah. too, because we watched him he could make a yards out of nothing but they blocked much better in the first half too and, yeah. and Buggage hit on every pass but one in the first half and of course it all started with the injury and then the inability to to handle snaps it couldn't snap the ball and it's just put them in a position where they've lost confidence and losing yards constantly can you get the ball to Ramirez here in space third and 12 for Rummel and its own 49, 5.22 to play in the game. 21-14 Raiders under center Buggage. Takes the snap. He's going to throw a pass. That's backwards. That is a backwards pass. That's a lateral, and that's going to be a loss of seven, and that's, well, you just can't do that. And that was nowhere near Ramirez, and they lose nine yards on this possession. I wonder if that was supposed to be a double pass then. Well. That's what I think it was designed to be. That was not even close. The lateral loses eight. The punting situation here. Get rid of it. And he hits it off the side of his foot. And this is a very poor kick. This has gone out of bounds at about the 49-yard line. It's a 10-yard punt. And St. Aug flips the field and has it at its own 49. And this Rummel defense is put on the spot again with 5.07 to play. And you just wonder how much longer they can survive. The offense continues to go three and out and go backwards in the process. You talk about two different games. Totally. <laughs> you hear that all totally. the time, but boy, yeah. this is the quintessential. 
I don't think I've ever seen a game quite like this. St. Aug is one play away. At its own 49, you wonder what this defense has left in the tank. 21-14, Rummel, 5.07 left. Someone's got to make a play, make a big play here. Nick Monica talking to his defensive players. Purple Knights go with a three-receiver set left and a single to the right. Simmons in shotgun. Three-man defensive front. Invites the run, but they're going to throw it against the three-man rush, and he has all day. Now he sprints out left. Under pressure, reverses field. He's going to find room that way. He's at the 45. He's at the 50. He's going to be bumped out of bounds near the Rummel 44-yard line. Simmons picking up eight. Not a huge fan of rushing three. Now, it just gives them too much time. Normally to, what they've been doing, they've been rushing three, but they've brought a linebacker every right. time from a different area. Staying with that three-man front on second down and three at the Rummel 44. Back to pass, Simmons. He's looking. He's fumbling. He's stumbling, but he recovers, and now he throws to an open receiver caught. Just short of a first down. He got something out of nothing to Hill to the Rummel 42 where it's third and one. Third and one of the Rummel 42. Coach, there was your three-man front. They sent the backer. They sent the backer. They're going to have to create a pressure to put yeah. Simmons in a bad spot to throw an interception. Third and one. Going to run it with Hill, and he'll get the first down. Just got it, but he got it. Tackled by Vaughn at the 41 with 4.16 to play. And some Raiders are slow to get up again, and another flag down now. Now what? After the play. This comes after the play, so who knows? Didn't see it, whatever it was. No. Flex. Not going to venture a guess. Again, they've had a lot of huddles in this game has this crew and a lot of delays which has made it a much longer game they're going to sort this out now so in the purple knights wow 15 yard penalty on st aug and i'm not sure what that was for Back to the 44 of St. Aug. Eighth penalty on the Purple Knights, 85 yards. Rummel's eight for 75 yards. So now it's back on a third down at the St. Aug 44. Why are they moving the chains? Why are they giving St. Aug a first down? Because it was the first down, I believe. Okay, because they made the first down as post-possession. Post right. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Okay, so the first down yeah. granted, and it's after the play. Post-play foul, first and 10. Purple Knights at their 44 with 3.58 to play. Throw the quick one. It's there. intercepted it. at the 35-30. 25-down. What a play. There's the, the big play. pick. And that is Chance Joseph who comes up with a big play for the Raiders. Third turnover for St. Aug. Wow.
Chance Joseph, the senior, takes it off. Almost broken. But tackled at the St. Aug 25. And now they get a sideline warning again. Just forget about that. Let them play the game for goodness gracious. Rummel with 350 to play has it at the St. Aug 29. Not in field goal range right now. Of course, a field goal would probably win you the game, but can they make any yards here? Yeah. Uh, Haven't made a first down in the half. St. Aug has two timeouts. They left, do. But I'm sure Rummel's, got to, use them. Rummel's got to run the ball and make them use those here, right? Taylor, the running back, under center, Buggage. Snap it. Give it to Taylor running left. He finds a hole. Cross the 25. There's a positive play. Pushing oh. forward to the 20. Still pushing forward. He's got a first down and more. Norman Taylor with a scrum all the way down to about the 13-yard line. There's a big play for the Raiders. I tell you what, Eric, it's funny watching those linemen push him because in the past, okay, you couldn't do that. It was a penalty. But they've opened that up, and they've taken advantage of that. First, first down of the half. Comes at a great time. A Purple Knight player is down. That stops the clock with 3.39 to play to tend to the injured player. And I believe that was the first time they run outside zone all day. All, all day. Yep. I was about to say, yep. there's his own play. And yep. Instead of you know running an A gap, they ran into the C gap. Yeah. Well, I mean, St. Augustine's clearly adjusted to the A gap yep. and the inside run here in the second half, so that was a smart call. And he got a little room, and Taylor's a good running back. I mean, look, we talk about Martin's terrific, but yeah. Taylor's good. And he's been good for this team throughout his entire career at Rommel. Norman, a junior, rushed for 211 yards coming in. Injured player limping off for St. Augustine is Clinton Hill, Jr. The two tight end set for the Raiders has been ultra successful tonight. Stay with it. All first half that they used it and then eliminate any time they used it with the Aaron snaps in the third quarter, first half of the fourth. But there you see, and they ran outside zone for the first time. It almost should take its time here, right? Whistle will sound there and the clock go. will run. Rommel should be not be at the line of scrimmage right now, but they Rommel are. They should be waiting. Play clock has not even started. Play clock is 40 seconds. Yeah, that, that's not functioning right. No. Rommel should take all day. They have no take, reason yeah, to snap yeah. the ball. Do I don't know why you got the line of scrimmage with your linemen in those positions. You got to hold your water for a long time here, right? On the 14-yard line after the 15-yard gain. That would have been a time for St. Augustine to take the time exactly. out. Absolutely. I they, I they, the they've wasted. Agreed. I thought the same thing. It, it, it'll be close to 50 seconds. Run it left. Big loss coming. Make St. Aug take a timeout. You are in field goal range right now if you're thinking in those terms. That was Taylor on the run. He was hit and dropped for a loss. They didn't call timeout. No, the clock is running. They haven't called it yet. They have two left. They haven't put the ball down yet. It's going to be at the 17, a loss of three. 
Makes the field goal tougher from there, second and 13. Now they take the timeout. Now they take they the timeout. They lost 20 seconds. They lost 20 seconds. 224 to play. Now St. Aug has one timeout left. So if you're Rummel, you've got to run the ball. I mean, you could try. If you think you got a great play to throw it that you think is absolutely going to be there, something safe, I guess you'd do it. But I just think you've, you've got to run the ball and hope you can make a field goal here. I think that's kind of where I you're think at. you got to run the clock. I now, mean, uh, and here, here's got to run the football. Here's the other issue, guys. They're they're into the win, and we've seen how the punts have gone nowhere in the second half for Roman. Just a lack of confidence as well. I'm a little scared to send them out there to kick, just with some mishits on punts and and the wind's picked up. It's straight out of the north, which is in the face of Rummel. So you'd feel comfortable maybe at about the 10-yard line. They're at the 17 right now. And hard to find positive yards. I mean, I'm going back and looking at this right now. That 15-yard run was the first positive running play since late in the third quarter for Rummel. They had the pass completions at the tight end. Second and 13 at the 17, 224 to play. Buggage, stretch play, Taylor cuts back. Fights for a couple, back to the original line of scrimmage. Picked up three. Timeout St. Aug, that'll be their final timeout with 2.16 left. Now you're looking at a 31-yard field goal. And that's what you're thinking about right here, no question about it, right? Get it lined up in the center of the right. field, just like you would at the end of a game to win it. That's the same situation. You figure, you run it in the middle, 210, the 42nd clock starts. You go from 210 to 130, 130 one, and yeah. then you take a timeout right. and then line up and kick it. Timeout if you're Rummel. Let it run all the way down to one second left. Take the timeout, 131, kick it to win. And you got to think that the quarterback sneak wouldn't be a bad play here to get to the center of the field, even if you make no yards or get a yard. Right now you're looking at about a 31-yard field goal, 32 max. Into the win, he can still make that, I think, but it's, I would agree. it's taxing it. If you can somehow find a couple more here, you'd feel better about it. Yeah, I don't think to go kick the field goal, people. You I don't, huh? go run it down, it should be about a, a minute, like you said, about a minute 30, just take my chances. Well, it's third down, and field goal will win the game for you. Third down and 10 at the 14. Buggage under center, takes the snap. Fakes it, rolls right. He's looking. He's going to cut it upfield and run. And stayed he goes out, down awesome. at the 12, and now the ball is way outside on the right hash mark. He stayed in bounds. He got two yards, and the clock will run. But now you got a severe angle if you kick the field goal. Fourth down and eight at the 12. Clock running a minute 54 and counting. I think they're going to take the timeout, and then we'll see what they do from yeah. Yeah, Wallace is, of course, a wide receiver. He's on the field right now. So we don't know if they're going to send in the kicking unit or not. Right now, it'd be about a 30-yard field goal. They gave him one yard on the play. Looked like more than that, right? Clock running down. They were going to let that happen. Call timeout right now. Rumble does with 126 to play. Now Smart Nick play. Monica has a decision to make. You run a play on fourth and nine, or do you try the field goal from the right hash mark of 30 or 31 yards. Tight angle. What I would do right now is I throw the fade in the end zone. 
I don't think a screen pass would be a bad idea either. They've tried it once in this half, short yardage. But with the way they're pressing the line of scrimmage, I mean, it's full speed ahead for this defense. They're just, just charging straight ahead. Decision made, and the kicker's coming on. They're going to try the field yep. goal. He's got the block. He's going to try the field goal. It's going to be Ian Smith to hold. Watch the snap. That's been obviously something to watch. Keller will snap it. This will be from the right hash mark, 30 yards out, to possibly give Rummel a win. Wallace from the right hash mark. Smith the holder. Snap, spot. Kick is a line drive kick. He hit it hard, and he missed it left. 123 left. St. Aug celebrating, gets the ball back with a chance to tie or win. Again, the angle was the problem. They ran that play outside on third down. He had the distance there, guys. Oh, yeah. He didn't hit it clean. But. Can this defense hold up one more time? Keep everything in front of you, wide of the widest. Deep everything in front of you, make the tackle. Clock will stop on first downs or incomplete passes. 1.23 to play. St. Aug at its own 20. Raiders have come up with three turnovers. Can they get another? Simmons is in shotgun. They better bring it. Snap it, three-man rush. He's gonna have a lot of time. Dances around, runs right, runs into his own man, reverses field, there's nobody there. He's going to run toward the left sideline and pick up five or six yards and gets out of bounds with 111 to play, picked up six. Again, the three-man rush. He's going to have a lot of time to figure things out. I understand it, but he's a guy that can take off and hurt you. It's tough. You choose your poison. This defense has done everything it can possibly do to give this team a chance to win here. Second and four at the 26. It's tough. See if they can be tough. Four-man rush. Good rush. Pass down the middle deep. Incomplete. Tried to get it to Lejean Moore. And with 106 to play, it's third yeah, down and four. The linebacker came in and got by the first blocker, and he got in his face. He probably made that, that throw bad. And you can see the throw was off the mark yeah. because of it. That's why I like yeah. I think four is fine. You don't want to blitz. Their receivers are too good. But if you rush four, I just well, think. that's the first time the, the linebacker blitz from the inside, not the outside. Well, here we go on third down and four at the 26, 106 to play. Simmons is in shotgun again. Snap. Four-man rush. Again. Stop. Throw down the middle. Caught. First down at the 41-yard line. That pass is caught by Moore. And a gain of about 15 with one minute to play. Purple Knights to the line of scrimmage quickly. Under a minute to play. Snap it. Simmons wants to throw it. Throws to the outside, and that's broken up. Nicely played by Robert Vaughn. Stops the clock with 46 seconds left, second and 10. Second and 10. 
from the 41. 46 seconds left. Simmons looks over to the sideline. Raiders showing a three-man rush. And they rush four. And time. And a throw to the outside. Incomplete. Nice break on the ball there by Aaron Foster. Pass incomplete intended for Michael Malone. It's third and four. And you've got 42 seconds left in the game. They're going to have to try to get the ball at least to the 40 so they can throw it in the end zone. Well, again, the wind in his back. Remember that. Third and 10. At the 41 of St. Aug with 42 seconds left. Three-man rush again. Now they rush four. And now they have a whistle before the play. A timeout, I think, Rummel. I believe we had a timeout. What's the call? No, we got a procedure call on St. Aug. Didn't see that. That'll make it third down and 15 to the 36-yard line. 39 seconds left. Nine penalties, 90 yards on St. Aug. Third and 15 at the 35. Simmons shotgun. Simmons the snap. Rush four. He's got time. He's going to throw deep. Down the middle of the field, and it is incomplete. Just splitting the defenders at the last instant was Whitley. You talk about speed. Defenders had the angle, and he ran by them, and it falls about a yard and a half beyond him. And it's fourth and 15, and it comes down to one play. You should never let the guy behind you. You've got to keep, you've got to keep your leverage stay back and be deep as deepest. Well, Norman Taylor back there has played every down. I mean, he's playing both ways, played every down. Timeout here, Rummel, with 31 seconds left because it comes down to one play. Fourth and 15. It's easy to sit up here and say, oh, just play cover three, play soft, let him catch it, tackle him. But that's easy to say, hard to do at this level with the athletes you're facing. And you can't really count on pass rush they've had one sack but when they have had a little pressure Simmons has been able to get away from it with his mobility so it comes down to coverage basically here and accuracy from the quarterback yeah I think I fear him more on the run and throwing than I do him standing in the pocket and throwing Rumble with one timeout left Purple Knights are out of timeouts the game comes down to one play. 21-14, Rummel, 31 seconds left, fourth down. And 15. Simmons and shotgun. Rummel playing three deep. Showing a three-man rush. Cover with eight. Motion across the formation. Overload the right side. Snap it to Simmons. They rush four. Pressure's on. He's flushed out. He's going to give up the ball. A lineman has it. Running to the 30. He's hit. He's going to be tackled. And the Rumble Raiders are going to hold on. Amazingly. 
Amazing indeed. What a defensive effort by this football team in this second half when everything was put on this defense. Well, the interception was really what turned everything around because St. Aug had all the momentum until Rumble intercepted that ball and, and got back to field position. Yeah, we'll get Darrell, certainly. We'll get Darrell and get Nick Monica. We'll also try to get a star of the game. We've got to get a defensive player, right, guys? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, who are we going to get a first-half player and a second-half player? <laughs> I think we talked to Norman Taylor. He had an interception. The kid had to play both ways. Yeah. And, I mean, that's just sucking it up, right? Take he a knee. The ball. Did he fumble the he ball? He did. Unbelievable. Under center, just trying to take a knee. Didn't handle it. 14 why? seconds left. Rumble's got the ball. Why did the clock stop? I don't know why the clock stopped. The officials are talking again. What are they talking about now? The game was over if you just let the clock run out, but they stopped the clock. And if you're Rumble, you shouldn't have to stop it again because they can wind the clock here, right? I think what happened may be that the guy hit the ball before the center Well, snapped. that might be what happened. Offside St. Aug, there you go. Yeah. So that'll be 10 penalties on St. Aug and 95 yards. It doesn't get any easier. You just want to take a snap and get down on a knee. Buggage under center. Takes the snap, takes a knee, that'll do it. Clark will run out, and the Rummel Raiders have pulled off an inspired victory under adverse circumstances. This injury-plagued, depleted football team finds a way to hold on and win, beating St. Augustine 21-14 to here this evening. Wow. Well, i tell you what, have you ever seen a game that uh, was so different in two halves? Unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. Handshakes taking place. 21 to 14, Rumble. Let's take a break here. We'll come back in just a moment. This is Rumble Football, Nash Icon 1061 FM. Back in a moment. Guaranteed Sheet Metal and Roofing at 2649 Delaware Avenue in Kenner is your local full-service roofing company that is Raider family owned and operated for 53 years. Guarantee specializes in historical roofing, slate, title, and copper, but also completes standing seam, bar panel, and standard asphalt roofing. Guarantee also completes TPO and Duralast flat roofing for all your residential and commercial needs. Visit GuaranteeSheetMetal.com or contact Lonnie Smith, Archbishop Rommel Class of 1987 at 504-466-3749. This is Dominic Impostato, Raider Class of 1997, and the first of three Impostatos to start as offensive lineman at Archbishop Rummel. I want to thank Archbishop Rummel for providing me the tools to succeed and for making me the man that I am today. As a Jefferson Parish Councilman and partner in the law firm Frischertz and Impostato, Raider pride lives and breathes with me each day of my life. I have no doubt that this year's Raider football team will bring honor and glory to our alma mater on their way to another state title. Also, please vote this Saturday, October 14th. Thank God Almighty, I am a Raider. 21-14, Rummel wins it. Darrell Ashley has got Nick Monica, so let's throw it down to Darrell Ashley. Darrell, take it away. Hey, Ken, I'm here with Coach Monica. Coach, congratulations on the win. Uh, I know y'all had to fight some uh, some adversity there in the second half, some frustration with your offense. Uh, just talk about how y'all battled through the motions in the second half. Yeah, it's, um, it was frustrating. You know, we had limited what we could do. G hurt his shoulder. He couldn't really throw the ball. And, um, 
you know, anyway, has some snap issues, and, uh, you know, stop it all off speed, he gets hurt, and, you know, it affects the running game. And, uh, so, yeah, we had definitely had some frustration, but I was just proud, you know, yeah. we kept fighting, fighting, and, um, you know, defense played their butts off in the second half, being put in a bad situation, so, you know, just happy about that. I mean, they were tired in the second half, though, but, you know, your defense lineman leaps up, gets an interception, and then, you know, talk about the last play, you know, rushing forward, you know, but y'all were able to get some penetration in the backfield, and they will take the quarterback down. Yeah, it's kind of what we, we did most of the night. I'd say about 90% of the time we rushed forward tonight, and um, we have some guys that that's what they're best at, so we kind of, you know, played to their strengths a little bit, and, uh, you know, some of the line movements up front, I think, helped us do it, because we some of that fast team, so uh, it, was, it was good, it was good, you know, all right, y'all have a short week against Brother Martin, obviously, but, you know, you feel like three straight wins, you have a big, huge win over Curtis last week, and this win tonight, do you feel like the team's starting to get confidence and march toward the playoffs? Yeah, I do. Um, again, no, I, we got to go check and see our quarterback and our running backs. That's kind of been the story. We take a step forward, and get something good happen, and then somebody else goes down. So we'll go check on that and see who we have for that leash and get ready for it. All right. Thanks, Coach. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks to Nick Monica. All right. We'll take a break here. Roma wins at 21-14. Back in a moment here from Joe Yenny Stadium on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm Peyton Terrio, your local Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today at 504-616-1132. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Go Raiders, Raider Pride. Loft 18, the interactive sports bar and grill located on Metairie Road, has just expanded to another location on the North Shore in Mandeville, Louisiana. You can expect the same great food and drinks mixed in with a good old-fashioned hospitality and service. With this big football season kicking off, don't miss out on the big games at Loft 18. With over 50 TVs and the biggest indoor screen projectors in the state, Loft 18 delivers the ultimate sports entertainment experience. Not to mention their state-of-the-art multi-sport simulators. Come to each state of play. Loft 18. For more information, please visit loft18.com. Hi, I'm John Terrio, Archbishop Rommel High School Class of 1979 and Managing Partner of Malcolm M. Dina's Certified Public Accountants. Our firm has been serving the Gulf South region for over 60 years. We assist our clients with tax compliance and auditing. We also serve as the CFO for many of our corporate clients. We have a specialized forensic accounting group that consults with attorneys on litigation matters. We are proud supporters of Archbishop Rommel High School and the LaSallean tradition of faith, community, and service. Thank God Almighty I'm a Attention healthcare providers and administrators, are you frustrated with delayed and or lost revenue? Is keeping up with the ever-changing regulation and payer policy keeping you up at night? Are payer denials driving you crazy? If these are problematic areas for you and your organization, contact Revigate today. Revigate is a locally owned revenue cycle consulting firm specializing in helping you navigate challenges within your revenue cycle. We will positively impact your bottom line and bring you peace of mind. For more information, contact Revigate today by calling 905-209-1407 or visit Revigate.com. 
Vanderbrook and Company, CPAs are proud sponsors of the Rommel football team. William Vanderbrook, a 1979 graduate of Archbishop Rommel High School, is an owner of the Metairie-based accounting firm. He started in 1989, servicing Southeast Louisiana in matters of taxation, accounting, and consulting for over 30 years. Their office is located at 3337 North Holland Street, Suite 301 in Metairie, and can be contacted at 504-455-0762. Good luck to Coach Nick Monica and the Rainer football team. Raider Pride. Beverly Disposal at 1215 River Road in Bridge City is proud to support Raider football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. Beverly Disposal has over 30 years experience disposing products and hazardous materials and owns up to 300 disposal containers utilized for commercial use for construction, marine, and residential use. We provide superb customer service while adhering to safety and compliance using a variety of wash-on and concrete containers up to 40 CY sizes. Serving the New Orleans, Homeland, North Shore areas, contact Beverly Disposal at 504-436-2924 or visit beverlyinc.com your station for prep sports year-round we are 1061 nash icon wrkn picayune new orleans Roma wins at 21 to 14 here tonight over saint augustine ken trahan with you along with eric held and and phil greco and daryl ashley and what a win for Roma! look i mean there's there's pretty wins, there's ugly wins. The Raiders were very, very pretty for one half and very ugly for the second half, but ugly wins. And this defense just just wouldn't let this team lose. I think that's the best way to sum it up, Phil. No, there's no question about it. All the pressure was on the defense the whole second half. I mean, the offense couldn't get anything going. They lost their best running back, had trouble with the snap. Quarterbacks, we found out later, arm was bothering him. He couldn't throw. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of adversity on offense, but – when that happens, if you're a team, somebody has to step up and pick it, pick up the pace. And and the, the Rumble defense did that. And I think uh, Coach Monica should be very proud of them. And they fought through it and did what they had to do to keep St. Aug out of the end zone and end up getting a, another district win. Eric? Amazing. Like you said, the defense definitely stepped up. Special teams had some big plays. All right, Daryl Ashley has Norman Taylor, who we have to give our star of the game to for playing both ways. Daryl, take it away with Norman. Go right ahead. Hey, hey I'm with uh, Norman Taylor. So you had to play both ways tonight, double duty. You know, you had some snaps at running back. Just talk about that big run in the, in the, in the fourth quarter, though, that you really, you know, give the offense a spark. My team needed me to do what I had to do, and Really and truthfully, it's all on the whole line. They, they, they put their nose down. They, they fought. They fought to the end, even though we had some, some minor injuries with our players. But, you know, you can't do it to win, so that's all I'm I talk about your defense. I know y'all had to play a lot. Y'all look like y'all were gassed in the second half. Just talk about the big play. You know, when your defense line, at least up and getting to an interception, you had an interception tonight, and y'all had that huge stop on fourth down when they were, look, you know, St. August trying to drive. Talk about that last play. Um, you know. Our defense has been incredible these last few weeks, and I'm not even going to take credit for it. Our, our defense as a whole has been just nonstop. We've been throwing a major effort, and when you just put the pieces together and do, do your job and do what you have to do, everything just come together. So, we boys and dogs. Y'all have three games left. You know, talk about, you know, March and forth to the playoffs. You feel like y'all getting some confidence and starting the momentum, starting to swing in your favor? Yes, sir. Of course. Momentum definitely swinging in our favor. Uh, we got to keep bringing the energy week in and week out. Keep our heads down. Keep fighting. Keep scratching. And 
hopefully our goal is to get to the dome and for sure we're going to make it happen. All right. Thank you, Norm. All right, Daryl, thank you very much. Thanks to Norman Taylor. Rumble wins 21-14. We'll take a final break, and we'll be back with some final words and some final numbers in just a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. You wouldn't want your favorite sports team to play only offense or defense. So when it comes to insurance, why settle for someone that can handle only your auto policy? Bring your home and auto insurance to Allstate now, and you can save big on both. You deserve someone that can assist you more. That's Allstate Stan. Are you in good hands? Call Allstate agent Eddie Corcoran, class of 79 at 504-469-6400. Subject to availability and qualifications, Allstate Insurance Company, Allstate Property and Casualty Insurance Company, and Allstate Indemnity Company, Northbrook, Illinois. Bears Pool Boys at Gennaro's at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard is open daily at 11 a.m. Bears Signature Sandwich is the incredibly delicious roast beef pool boy, the best anywhere. The fruity and the gravy cheese fries are great, as are the homemade onion rings. Bears has a great menu of specialty burgers, almost as big as hubcaps. Get a beverage at Gennaro's where you can order late-night food as well. Bears just earned a top three award in the gambit best of New Orleans rankings. Visit Bears Pool Boys and Raider Hall of Fame inductee Brian Hebert, class of 1983 at 3206 Mattery Road at Causeway Boulevard. Raider Pride. Crescent Power Systems, located at 129 Polk Street, is a proud sponsor of Rummel Football. Crescent Power System represents top products, including Toshiba, Alstom Grid, Distron, MTC, PowerCon, Lectris, Niagara, and Technibus. At Crescent Power Systems, the objective is to provide innovative, cost-effective, engineered solutions, integrating world-class suppliers with our valued customers in a collaborative partnership. Matt Colosino, Class of 75, and Crescent Power Systems are a proud supporter of the Raiders in their quest for a state championship. Go to CrescentPower.com. Hi, this is Mike Dubuque, financial advisor at Edward Jones and proud supporter of Raider Athletics. The Rumble Raiders know it takes hard work to reach their goals. This applies not only to football, but personal finances as well. If your investment portfolio isn't putting forth the effort, call me at 885-6432 or stop by my Metairie office behind the Clearview Mall to set up a free portfolio review. Go Raiders! Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Guaranteed Sheet Metal and Roofing at 2649 Delaware Avenue in Kenner is your local full-service roofing company that is Raider family-owned and operated for 53 years. Guarantee specializes in historical roofing, slate, title, and copper, but also completes standing seam, R panel, and standard asphalt roofing. Guarantee also completes TPO and Duralast flat roofing for all your residential and commercial needs. Visit GuaranteeSheetMetal.com or contact Lonnie Smith, Archbishop Rommel Class of 1987 at 504-466-3749. This is Dominic Impostato, Raider Class of 1997, and the first of three Impostatos to start as offensive lineman at Archbishop Rummel. I want to thank Archbishop Rummel for providing me the tools to succeed and for making me the man that I am today. As a Jefferson Parish Councilman and partner in the law firm Frischertz and Impostato, Raider Pride lives and breathes with me each day of my life. I have no doubt that this year's Raider football team will bring honor and glory to our alma mater on their way to another state title. Also, please vote this Saturday, October 14th. Thank God Almighty, I am a Raider. For Rommel, 21-14 over St. Augustine here tonight. Raiders finished with 280 yards, and St. Augustine finished with 225. And Rommel moves forward now at 4-3 and three to play Brother Martin on a short week next Friday night. And I guess it's all about whether they have guys available for that game, Eric. It's mind-boggling the yep. number of starters that this team has lost. But credit the coaches and the kids for finding a way to go 4-3 and three and bounce back the last two weeks, beat Curtis in overtime, and then beat a good – St. Augustine team throw that record out, but just figuring out how to how to win games, and that's the mark of a good team. Coach can tell you, 
finding different ways to win week to week and figuring out how to plug holes and get guys ready to play. And Nick and his staff do a great job. Expect nothing less. Phil, final thought? Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, when one, one side of the ball is struggling, the other one has to, has to pick up the pace. And we saw that tonight uh, after the first, first half and then they had those injuries. And the defense had to come through. And that's the only way they were going to win this football game because the offense was depleted. And, you know, and added to the, the fact that they couldn't get a snap. Uh, but like, like Eric said, you got to credit the coaches. They build, they're building a culture here, and the culture's already been built, and they just just reinforcing it with these kids that you never quit, you never give up, and you play to the very end. And that's what we saw tonight. Team win. Offense first half, defense second half. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Kenny. For Phil Greco, right. for Eric L, for Darrell Ashley, for Rudy Dixon. Ken Trahan from Joe Yanni Stadium reminding you that our final score was Archbishop Rumble 21 and St. Augustine 14. Thanks for joining us and be a good sport, and God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to Archbishop Rumble Football on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Rain of Football 1061 FM is presented by Eddie Corcoran, Allstate Insurance, Bears Pro Boy, and Brian Abair, Crescent Power System, and Matt Colasino, Michael Dubuque, Edward Jones Investment, Garrity Sheet Metal, and Lonnie Smith, Dominic Impostato, Peyton Terrio, Edward Jones Investment, Loft 18, and Greg Whitman, Malcolm Dines, LLC, and John Terrio. Revergate and John Freeman, Vanderbrook and Company, and Will Vanderbrook, and Beverly Disposal and Ronnie Smith. Don't miss Ken Trahan's original prep football report. Friday nights from 6 p.m. to midnight on your station for prep sports year-round. Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Do you hear that?